The Bartender Ramp Podcast is powered by CIC Powerbox, your all-in-one portable power solution for commercial and residential projects, roadside assistance, or personal recreation. Call us at 802-468-7697 or visit CICPowerbox.com. CIC Powerbox, wherever you go, go with power. Welcome to the Bartender Rant Podcast. I am your host, Steve Haley, and I'm very excited to bring you the first ever show from the Elwood Avenue Mansion. That's right. We've got some new digs that we're recording out of today. At least I am. My esteemed colleague is still out in Kansas. I don't know what the weather's like out there, Mike, but it is a cold, dark, and drizzly night in Baltimore. Or should I say, it's a cold, dark, and drizzly night in Baltimore. And I will explain why in just a second. We have the perfect drink, and dare I say the perfect guest for this evening. This is a quintessential Baltimore night. A city by the sea, sitting on the port. Uh, the land of pleasant living, touched by the rain tonight. And uh, my favorite weather of any time of the year. That cold, gloomy gray, that light cold. You put on your jacket, you're wearing jeans, you're just out in the street looking good. I look better in long sleeves and pants than any other outfit. So, this is my kind of weather. Mike... I see you chuckling at me. Five minutes ago, you were you were viciously yelling at me, but I see that, that you've come not around. True. Eh, I don't know. You were on the edge. Mm. You were on the brink of sanity. Um, but somehow we've gotten this podcast off the ground. I'm so happy to welcome tonight my wonderful feather-haired friend, the one and only Mike Windsor. It was the it was the touched by rain that really got me. Thank you. Yes, yes. Um, you're you're tu- you're touched by something there. Oh, uh, certainly am. Yes, I. Uh, you know, my grandma says I have electric in my underwear, and uh, I popped out, start spinning around like a whirling dervish, and I haven't stopped since. But in all seriousness, everybody on this show uh, that's a good friend of mine knows that I hate the heat. I hate the sweat. It is like my most just uh, abhorrent feeling in the world. If I had a genie with three wishes, one of them would be to regulate my body temperature like a damn thermostat. Um, and so when it, the weather turns cold and the air is crisp and fresh and even a little bit of rain drizzles down, it just makes me so happy. I think I was built more for Seattle uh, than Baltimore, but at least this time of year, we don't get a lot of snow. We get those kind of cold, brisk, rainy days, and the city just looks so beautiful with that gray backdrop. It's just, I don't know. There's something uh, something Dickens-esque about it that, that makes me uh, romantic about a, an ancient time. Anyway, Mike, let's get right into it, because as per usual, even though I think this recording is going to sound pretty good, we are definitely having some recording issues. My brand new SD card's not working. I'm working with a smaller card, so we want to make sure that we don't run out of space tonight. We're going to get right into the episode. Mike, what is new with you, buddy? I know you've been gallivanting around America. Tell people about your travels. Well, we, we do have some, some updates. So, well, I, uh, I know first you do, all... but tell people about your travels first. I went to Austin, Texas, <laughs> and uh, then I went to Dallas, Texas. <laughs> I, have I been anywhere else recently? I don't think so. You went up to Michigan. Um, you saw the Michigan. Yeah, I there. drove. Yeah, but like these, when I went gallivanting around the country, is me like literally driving thirteen hours to a place, doing a job, and then turning around and driving home. So. I understand, but for the people who don't get out much, especially our Maryland and uh, Baltimore listeners that apparently never leave the four one zero, you going to a bunch of cities and driving all 
up and down the U.S., even if it's for work. I mean, those are travels. Plus, you ran into a very special someone down in Dallas. That's right. Yeah, in Dallas, I got to meet the one and only Chandler from Herd Card Game. Uh, met at a little dive bar uh, down there where their shots were incredible. Like a, a single shot is always a double. Like they don't, I don't, they don't charge you any different. But I mean, they just glug 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 fill you up. I'm not going to use the standard Texas cliche, but I think maybe you were just getting special treatment because you were with the one and only chef with Reggie. No, no, she even told me no, and thank God Justin was there because I got to get a little hammered and uh, we got because I had been driving something that you and that day do. you don't get to do that enough for sure. Yeah, that's what no, I well, because it was so I drove like three hours straight that day, and then after I got drunk, Justin had to drive for like six hours gay. So, <laughs> well, listen, <laughs> I'm sorry, yeah. I saw I saw that on on Instagram or something, and it made me crack because everybody's you know drive seven hours straight and three hours gay. Never mind, we got it. It just wasn't delivered very well. You, you're you're right. Fair enough. It, it was honestly kind of <laughs> uh, look, the fact of the matter is, uh, I'm very familiar with driving something while you're drunk and uh, in the in the passenger seat because that's what I do every episode on the show, especially regularly. Yeah, I drive the show, you get drunk. Um, look, without further ado, I want to get right into it because we have an incredible guest. Oh, that's right. You have yeah, more updates. I have several announcements. Then do the damn thing. I tried. You're railroading me, motherfucker. Um, all right, so we got to meet Chandler. Got to meet Chandler in Dallas, so that was incredible. Felt like I'd already met her because we've been collaborating so much, but it was great to finally meet her in person. Um, but our expansion pack with Herd Card, came, Herd Card Game is finally available for pre-order, and we're doing some special um, purchase options for pre-order. So I think it's like, pardon me, it's like free shipping if you buy one of our expansion packs uh, for a certain time. And then if you get the Herd Card Game and the expansion pack, then you also get a special deal and you get a sticker pack from BRP as well. No doubt. And so if you're that's, not that's... familiar yet with what the Herd Card Game is, if this is your first episode, it is like Cards Against Humanity, but for the service industry. And our wonderful friend Chandler, um, she is president, CEO, uh, creative director of that wonderful company and uh, was nice enough to reach out to us and say, hey, let's do a collaboration where we do a special expansion pack of references from all of our wonderful episodes. So we have some really cool collaboration uh, with some different artists that have taken some of our best stories and brought them to life that are going to be part of the pack. And we'd love for you to not only support her, but support us with this. So, um, Mike, where can people find that Herd card game in our expansion pack? She's getting a website set up, but right now, uh, Herd Card Game on Instagram, and then if you follow, we uh, all the social media stuff we interact with is on Instagram. So if you want to follow our stuff, just follow Instagram. Um, but in our a link in our bio, you can actually find the Herd Card Game in in the link there and actually make the purchase. So, like I said, there's uh, some limited time special offers for pre orders. So if you're interested in that, get on that. We had a ton of fun making the expansion pack, and all the uh, cards are directly pulled from episodes. So absolutely. that's kind of fun to wear. Yeah, some and, and, awesome uh, stories. Yeah, absolutely. And all the episodes are listed on each card. So uh, pretty fun. We're really excited about that. Uh, additionally, uh, this Monday, which if this isn't released tomorrow, it'll be this this week, Bartenders, uh, we, I, I actually got to do a little guest spot on their mixing glass. Um, there's the train. Uh, I got to drink. do a little. That's uh, an all drink. Uh, oh, by the way, uh, Chandler printed up the drinking games for our 
uh, show in the expansion pack as well. So that's a nice little bonus. Are you and I just having a conversation, well. or are we still talking to the people? Because so the, the 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 bartenders, uh, I I did a little guest spot on their mixing glass. That's coming out this week. So make sure to follow bartenders to check that out. And then finally, we've got a new segment that we're working on called the suggestion box. And Steve, do you want to tell them a little bit about that? Absolutely. So. Have you ever been at work and a coworker, a customer, your manager has pissed you off, has driven you to the brink, has gotten you on the edge and you just can't take it anymore? You really want to vent to somebody. You want to reach out and have a cathartic moment where you share your anger, your resentment, or just the bullshit you're going through? Call the suggestion box. That's right. It's a hotline that Mike and I have set up for you to call in and tell your worries and your woes about the service industry. Mike, give them the number. Yeah, it's 423-PODRANT. So you can call in and uh, literally just leave a voicemail. And then what Steven. Yeah, 423-763-7268. I wish everybody could see this right now. Mike is using his phone to figure out how to type out pod rant and numbers. 423-763-7268. But pod rant. It's 423 pod rant. Much easier to remember that. And we're going to be telling you guys a lot more about the suggestion box, sharing a lot more information about that. But we think it's going to be a lot of fun. Please yeah, call, call in, in. shoot yep. us a little voicemail, tell us about what's uh, bugging you at, at your at your bar, at your serving job, um, what the crazy cook in your restaurant just did. And Mike and I are going to listen to him on the show. And guess what? You might even make your suggestion box voicemail might make uh, some bonus content as Mike and I kind of review this, which I think will be a ton of fun. So help us kind of grow that part of the community. We are a little scared that this is just going to turn into all of Mike's and I's personal friends calling in and just talking shit to us. But even if that happens, we'll play that on the show and you guys can see uh, the vitriol we get from the people that love us most. Um, Mike, I got to say, I love you, buddy. It's always beautiful to see your face. You you seem a little sleepy now. I need you to bring a little bit more energy to this. Thank God. Don't tell me how to podcast. No, no, right? no, 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 no. Thank God we have the perfect <laughs> drink that'll spruce things up, get a little bit of a jolt of electricity in your dick. Without further ado, my friend, we're going to keep it rolling. Um, guys, as we always say, thank you for supporting us. We could not do this without you. We love you. Um, and if you want to be a greater supporter of the show, an executive producer, get any of our show merch, listen to our wonderful uh, playlist, or join us for an industry night happy hour, listen to the outro. It has all the information on how you can support this community and help us continue to grow this show. Um, as always, guys, uh, we want you to keep coming back. We want you to be happy and healthy. And the only way you can do that is if you're taking care of yourself. The bar business is brutal. It is uh, a business where we self-medicate a lot, and uh, it really wears on people's mental health. Mike and I are not professional counselors, but if you ever need somebody to talk to, please email us, um, reach out. Uh, We would love to talk. We've gone through a lot of these things. We've struggled with this industry for a long time. Uh, But look, we are not professional counselors, and as always, at the end of the show, Mike provides some professional help. Please seek that out because we want you to keep coming back and hanging out with us and having a great time, but you got to take care of yourself. Yeah, All right, absolutely. Mike, and even e- even Last if you're, even, I was just going to say, even if you're not in the service industry, if you're struggling with these things, it's you know ubiquitous. I mean, you know, feel free, you know, reach out if if you need any help, just reach out, regardless of what industry you're working in. Was that you just trying to sneak in your word of the week? <laughs> what ubiquitous? <laughs> That I was mean, actually listen, Chandler. Chandler recommended that we have a Steve's word of the day for you. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, I'll tell you what it's not. It's not ubiquitous. Okay. All right. Let's keep <laughs> it moving. Guys, without further ado, I'm so excited to bring in one of uh, 
are amazing, amazing friends. We haven't really got to connect in a while, but I'm very happy she's back. She's got a big, bright personality, and she might be as loud as me. It is Taylor Bramante, and she is bringing for us tonight Irish coffees. How very fitting for the weather and for Mike's lack of energy. Taylor Bramante and the Irish coffees. All right, guys, we're here with Taylor. How are you doing tonight? Hey, I'm great. How are you? Fantastic. Thank you for joining us. And thank you for your patience. Absolutely. Yeah, Let's thank you for your this. patience. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> Let's just get it right out there right now, okay? I don't think that this is going to be a surprise to you. I am not a very prepared individual. <laughs> um, but I needed an extra little bit of leeway from you guys tonight because I couldn't find any cord I needed to set up. And then, of course, the SD card didn't work. So thank you so much for, for being benevolent in this process as well. You're most welcome. Um. I am excited to get you your drink, but before we do, I always want to ask, why did you come on this crazy show and subject yourself to Mike and I's interrogation? Mm-hmm. Um, well, it sounded really fun, and I actually was trying to recommend someone I knew, who's a bartender, to come on, and that didn't end up working out, and I was like, hey, why can't I just come on? And Steve was more than happy to have me on, and Mike, thank you. So, here I am. Um, I'm a server more so but i'm really excited to be here and uh yeah you have a great passion for craft though like from the moment i met you you were very passionate about wine Mm -hmm. cocktails Mm -hmm. higher end food always i would definitely consider you a foodie like to cook seeking out good restaurants Mm -hmm. and so i think uh once we get into your service industry experience you're being modest (laughs) but some of the places you have worked have been the absolute pinnacle of of some of the ecosystems restaurant wise around town, and I know that for a fact because one in particular, Gunther Company, always stands out. But mm-hmm. we'll we'll talk a little bit about that. Um, well, I'm very excited to get into the drink. Let's talk about uh, why you picked Irish coffees. It's a, th- a drink I think a lot of people know, but they don't always know like. Maybe they have a different way of making it or not quite sure about the recipe or the ratios are a little off. Because I've had some Irish coffees where it's it's not very fun to drink. It's bad coffee and too much mm-hmm. Tullamere Dew. And I don't know if that's really what we're trying to accomplish. So um, why Irish coffees? Okay, so Irish coffees are one of my favorite drinks because I am not really a, a whiskey girl. And I kind of hate that because I respect whiskey um but I just I don't know why I can't drink many whiskey cocktails they're not for me I'm more of like a tequila or gin girl but the Irish coffee is near and dear to my heart I love like a warm comforting uh drink especially on nights like this or in the winter um and the Irish coffee is just like I I figured out how to foolproof my own recipe you can like (laughs) Make different I like versions <laughs> of it, if you will. Um, so I have the twists on mine tonight. Um, but yeah, that's that's exactly why that was my choice. I, I love that feeling when you have a drink down. Yes. And then somebody goes, do you know how to make this? And I just have that wicked smile kind of creep across my face like, fucker, this shit is foolproof. I've got, I've got this recipe on lock. Um, I'm with you on the whiskey cocktails. I think that there is this break with a lot of bartenders where it's like, we're doing a whiskey cocktail. I'm going to pour this like it's a saloon in 1860, right? And I hope you like the bite. Um, and look, I love whiskey as much as the next guy. But I think 
the line needs to be drawn. If we're sipping or shooting whiskey, let the whiskey stand alone. If we're going to part a whiskey cocktail, it needs to have the body. It needs to have the round. It needs to have all the pieces kind of come together. And this is the perfect drink, I think, to display that, right? Because you have this very potent flavor in coffee, very potent flavor in whiskey, the cream, the sweetness. How do we get the right balance to where it's not too sweet, it's not too much bite, it's not too much coffee, um, but it gives you everything you need. A little bit of pick-me-up when you might be hungover, a little bit of extra energy for a night out on the town when it's cold and dreary and rainy, but, um, you know, and then just something to warm the bones. So uh, so tell us a little bit about your Irish coffee, because I think yours is different, and you have a little bit of uh, a unique take on it. Yeah. So um, Irish whiskey to begin, just Jameson is needed, nothing special. Um and instead of Baileys, which I know not everyone um, puts Baileys um, or even Paradis in their Irish coffee, but I um, put Amarula, which is a cream liqueur made from the Marula fruit in South Africa. And they um, let me try this at Gunther and Company back in the day, and I fell in love with it. I mean, it's creamy. It's not like really strong or anything. It's a little bit fruity, and it's just the perfect perfect addition to an Irish coffee, in my opinion. And um, obviously, got to have some good coffee and topped with whipped cream. I didn't do creme de menthe because I do like the green color, but I'm just like not crazy about the, the spirit itself. Okay. okay. Yeah, the creme, I, the creme de menthe is more of a novelty for the drink, right? Yeah. A little bit of, a little bit of show to show that it's Irish. Keep it Irish. Keep it on, on theme. Well, the Amarula is mm. interesting, too, to me because... You, immediately you hear the name and you think amaretto. I also yeah. think of kind of amaro, which is a very similar, which is, which is a very common liqueur to be putting in coffee, right? That's more of that mm-hmm. Italian style coffee. But you said it's made from a fruit, and I'm interested yeah. to kind of dig into that a little bit. I know we're going to talk about a little bit of that in our cocktail history. So mm-hmm. why don't you teach the people how to make it first, how you like to part your drink, and then let's mix a few of them up. Okay, great. All right. All right, so. Yeah, go ahead. All right. So it's one and a half ounces of your Irish whiskey. Um, You're going to have about four ounces of your hot coffee, um, one ounce of the Amarula, and kind of just stir it all together, top with whipped cream. Simple as that. Very simple. This is one of those for our new bartenders out there. Obviously, all of our seasoned vets, um, you know, might put their own little twist and flair on it. But if this is your first time... Uh, listening along and drinking along. Easy one to part. Easy one to make. We're actually going to be doing French press tonight because that's my favorite, uh, my preferred way to make coffee, but make it however you want. If you want to do your Keurig K-Cup, go get it, girl. Do your Keurig I was, K-Cup. I was gonna, yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Is there a particular coffee that you like to do with your uh, Irish coffees? Um, so, definitely put me on the spot here, but... I take coffee pretty. pretty I don't care if it's Folgers. I'm just curious. Yeah, no, it's not Folgers. For (laughs) let me set the record straight. We are not drinking Folgers. So we've been easing into this episode. Her entire body language and tone just (laughs) saying, "Go in, just go in on them." All right. Yeah. Um. I. I honestly like. I don't discriminate. I guess. Like, I'll, I'll take like a dark roast or a light roast breakfast blend, but. I do typically get a roast from the um, from the grocery store that has like some type of flavor. Maybe maybe that makes me basic. Whatever. Like I have, I know I have a cinnamon roll flavor coffee right now. We have. Um, we're actually going to be drinking Kahlua coffee today. Okay, I'm all Kahlua about coffee. Yeah, 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 definitely. Is that is that Steve's doing? Uh, I mean, actually, 
that's the lady's doing. Okay, she's a big fan yeah. of Lua flavored coffee. It sounds right. delicious. And I follow orders. Let and me be honestly, very clear about that. The, the Amarula um, will like flavor it up, so you could just do this with you know like a basic blend. Um, but it's always fun to have. I forgot what the the blend, the flavor blend I got recently was, but it was like toasted maybe hazelnut, or and it was so yeah. yeah, it was so so good. Toasted coconut might even work yeah. well with this, just because I'm trying to think of like the marula fruit. Yeah, and this does have that kind of like fruit. Mm-hmm. As I'm, I've read a little bit more about the amarula as we're talking here. I'm wondering about that coming together, mm-hmm. but maybe you Hot can describe cake. the flavor better to us as we. The flavor of the Irish coffee that I'm no, having. Yeah, of the amarula even individually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is uh, kind of like I think a citrus fruit, like sort of like an orange. Um, elephants actually eat this fruit. Um, I know. And the fruit is called, a, um, it's from the marula tree, so the marula fruit. So they added the A and to make like the beverage name. Um, but anyway, it's not like super orangey. It's just, I would just say it's it's creamy. It's soft. Okay. It's round. Like it's, it's beautiful. It's not boozy really. I'm actually surprised reading here that it says alcohol content of 17% because... Yeah. I could probably drink it even in my dry jam right now. And there you go. Wouldn't even matter. <laughs> Do you mind if I jump in really quick? If you steal my cocktail history, I'm going <laughs> to no, 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 no. I'm gonna oh, call wait. through this community okay. karate chop. I don't think this is – does this have anything to do with elephants getting drunk? Yes, it does. Shut okay, up. I'll stop. All right, I'm sorry. Jesus. Right, we're, doing you're, a, you're, we're doing a team <laughs> thing over here, dude. All right? All right, I apologize. We got, we got the cocktail history locked down. All right. Taylor, please, I can't put up with Mike anymore. I need a Taylor's Amarillo Irish coffee. Can you please part these up for us now that you've taught everybody how to make them? But of course. All right. And I'm going to save part of the cocktail history while Taylor is making these drinks for our esteemed guest. She actually came in so prepared tonight, she did my job for me. She actually did the research and got her own cocktail history. And I, I love the story behind Irish coffee. Some of... Uh, you know, some of the origins of this drink date back to the mid kind of 1800s, late 1800s, but the true like established origin of who is the person that invented this, put their name on it and, and made the mark of a Irish coffee being these particular ingredients. That is a very specific story. So I'm going to let Taylor read that, but as Mike just alluded to, uh, in in a very unubiquitous way, uh, (laughs) That's not how it works. One of the most common foods for <laughs> elephants is the marulo tree. That's right, people. They love eating the fruit off the tree that makes this wonderful liqueur that we are drinking tonight. And the cool thing about it is when the marulo fruit goes bad, it will ferment at a very high alcohol concentration similar to wine. Uh, younger, less seasoned elephants have apparently been known to uh, consume some of the fermented marula fruit, get drunk off of that, and then exhibit all different types of, uh, uh, you know, lack of sobriety. Uh, some of the which, greatest YouTube videos you can look up. Which is just amazing. <laughs> what I'd really like to see is one of those elephants that can paint, painting drunk on marula fruit. That would be fun. But the thing I wanted to key in on was not just so much that they, uh, you know, use this, this fruit and um, this thing that we're drinking tonight to get drunk just like we are. If anybody knows anything about elephants, they're one of the smartest creatures on planet Earth. They have personality. They have pizzazz. And you know what else? They have loyalty. So if you're somebody with personality, pizzazz, and loyalty, you should get some Amarula liqueur and mix yourself up one of these Taylor 
a Bramante Irish coffees because be like an elephant, my friends. Be like an elephant. So uh, it, it, there's a joke there. I mean, <clears throat> an elephant never forgets, right? Yeah. Until they eat the Marillo fruit. Yeah, that's right. And then they forgot Some, last there's night. There's something there. <laughs> when you were oh, bringing this up, when you were oh, talking no. about the elephants eating it, I'm like, she wait, she can't hear me, can she? No, she can't yet. All right, I'll wait. Good, that's how you podcast. Okay. Good. No, that's professional. <laughs> You're doing a great job. No, I'm glad you no, waited you, and left some dead air were, instead of Phil. No, this no, is but a, you know how to This is about the guest. I, no, 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 I'm not going to critique you because you got it. You got it for sure. <laughs> Asshole. All right. Sorry. Uh, Ask Taylor your question. No, no. I was just saying whenever you were talking about elephants eating it, uh, yeah, that it made, immediately made me think of these videos I've seen of all these, you know, fucking African animals getting drunk off of these fruits that fermented, you know, on the on the savanna floor, um, which are, they are incredible. Like if you're listening to this and you're not driving or working out or something, like just search uh, search elephants and animals getting drunk because it is fucking hilarious. It is pretty surreal, and I, I thought that was so cool. Before we um, move on, as always, guys, if you parted your drinks out there and you're listening along and you're, again, not driving, um, let's raise a glass in the air because, as we always say, don't just listen along. Drink along. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Tink. So, Taylor, I like I said, I wanted to leave the cocktail history for you. I thought it was so cool that we cut uh, the, the story truly behind the Irish coffee. Do so you want to share a little bit about that? Of course. Um, I'm also going to correct myself really quick. I think the marula fruit is similar to, um, like, a plum, but they are yellow. That's definitely why I, like, associated it with citrus. That would also kind of make sense why, when they ferment, they have kind of a wine mm-hmm. quality. Because plum wine is a thing. High mm-hmm. alcohol content. So, there you go. Glad we got to the bottom of that. Knowledge. Okay, so, um, Irish coffee history. <laughs> Did you just go knowledge? Knowledge. <laughs> Hashtag knowledge. <laughs> Ubiquitous. Hashtag connections. Receptors. Um, Okay, Irish coffee history. So, the Irish coffee was apparently created by an airport chef named Joe Sheridan, who worked at the Little Foynes Airport near Limerick, Ireland. Um, And according to the Ireland Whiskey Trail, he whipped it up one rainy winter night for passengers whose plane got turned around due to a storm. And I love this because it is nasty outside. And I left PA today <laughs> and it was there was a winter advisory. Snow was coming. So I was like, oh, no I need to leave now. I'm not dealing with it. I'm not going to make the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> more, more I'm sure that was her top priority in, upon trying mm-hmm. to leave safely. Was. Oh, well, thank you. That's very kind of you. Well, I, you know, I wish it would have been Steve's. Uh, fuck you, Michael, you <laughs> son of a bitch. My God. All right, anyway. Um, no, I thought that was so cool. We can absolutely tie this drink to Joe Sheridan, which is really sweet. And it makes super, you know, a lot of sense, right? He's a bartender at an airport bar. He's got a whip up for tired, cold people at an airport. Now, the other little details that I found from the story are cool. First off, the name came right out of thin air. Apparently, one of the passengers on that plane was an American passenger who, when he was served this drink by Joe, exclaimed, what is this, buddy? Is this a Brazilian coffee? And Joe uh, just just shot him back, no, that's Irish coffee. And just immediately nice. defined it right there. I love there. that. And, and, you know, Limerick, Island, Ireland, being a very, very culturally um, uh, uh, proud place to Ireland. I mean, through and through, um, you know, not maybe the first city you think of when you think of Ireland, something like Galway or something like Dublin or some of these other cities. But Limerick, one of the reasons that Joe was even at that airport bar was the largest, um, uh, sorry, 
I want to make sure I get this right because it actually, like a lot of our other drink histories, has a tie to a huge historical event. During World War II, the largest airport for civilian planes in Europe, Europe that was safe, that was safe for all of the Allied powers, was Limerick. And one of the mm. reasons it was incredibly hard to cross the channel and it had a bunch of uh, kind of fortifications that uh, any attacking planes might have to fly over so they could safely fly American soldiers, Canadian soldiers, or any other civilians in and out of Limerick. So that's why it became such nice. a air- big airport hub. And then this wonderful drink came out of it. So I thought that was really cool too. We always see these Yeah, drinks. no, that is cool. I love that it's it was created out of, you know, necessity, you know. Yeah. It's, and it's necessity always, is the mother of invention. Yeah, we've always found these drinks tied to specific kind of moments in history. And this is another one out of that uh, uh, that time of World War II. So thank you for sharing that. You're and so welcome. Again, well done in the research. I appreciate you coming prepared. <laughs> Our best guests always come prepared. So, oh, thanks. All right, let's keep it moving. Now we're going to do the drink din. Okay, one of my favorite categories on the show. Um, this is your last stop before the gone. So this is where we're still going to be nice. It's all fun and games right now. But the drinking is like your service industry LinkedIn. So what we want to understand is how'd you first get into the business? What different positions have you held and where have you been? So first, what was your introduction into the restaurant service business? Sure. So um, as long as I can remember, my dad was always pushing me to be a server. He's like, that's where you're going to make the most money, Taylor. You know, first job, server. Server, server, server. You got to get into a restaurant. So um, my first job technically was Lido Pizza. Hell yeah. Um, and shout out. <laughs> shout Big shout out. Yeah. To, the, to the big fat rectangle. Let's go. <laughs> we don't cut corners. We no. cut prices. Oh my <laughs> I God. I can't believe I just remembered that. Wow. Is this, a, is this an actual marketing plug now for Lido's Pizza? Unbelievable. Um, I am not mad about it. Um, but yeah, so my that was like technically my first job. I was 15. We age of 15, and at Lido's, I don't know if this is true for all locations, but this is true for the location that I started at, um, they make everyone do every job, and I really like this model because it, like, teaches you how to have empathy for every single role in the restaurant, and I mean, it was, it was rough, let me tell you, so I was primarily a host at first, and a cashier, because they have that little, you know, cashier, that's a good place to start, to go, carry out stuff, um, yeah, and so I did dish pit, oof, grill, oof. Pizza making was hella fun because there was typically <laughs> like two or three people on it, and you guys would just, we would just like fuck around. Um, pizza making is basically like first grade arts and crafts collage day, right? Where it's like, here's a bunch of goofy shit, yes. glue this shit down. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, can you just quickly, and I don't mean to interrupt, mm-hmm. in, in, explain to the people who are not from Maryland mm-hmm. what Lido's Pizza is? Okay. So, Lido Pizza is, um, it's a chain. I, it's for sure. based in Maryland. Homegrown, for I don't sure, know though. if it's like an East Coast thing, like if it's in Virginia or PA or anything, but it's a very distinct style of pizza. The sauce is a little bit sweeter. Oh, yeah. And they use provolone. The sauce the is cheese. mostly sugar, but it's delicious. Mm-hmm. It's all thin crust, and um, these are rectangular or square pizzas, um, and they are delicious. Some people definitely hate them. My mother hates it, but... I love it. It's greasy goodness. I love a thin crust. They are addicting. I describe them as poppable because when they cut them into those little squares, I can order an extra large cheese and like pieces of popcorn, just a whole mm. piece, slice oh, yeah. of pizza at a time. It's they're it's amazing. Bad. Yeah, it can definitely uh, very addicting. And um, it, I don't know if it does this for you, right? 
We were a Lido's Pizza family when we went to the beach. We were not a Tugos Pizza family. We were not a Dough Roller family. We were not any other type of pizza place from down in Ocean City, hon. When we went down the ocean, we went to Lido's Pizza. All right? And that, that's just how it had to be. All right? I, I know that that's going to be a fight for some people, but I, I just get such nostalgic memories of eating Lido's and playing on the beach with my brothers. It's just it's what, wonderful. Whatever you do, your Baltimore accent, you sound like... Um... Dennis from It's Always Sunny doing a Philly accent. Oh, well, because you absolutely of, do. At the end of the day, the Philly accent is just a more refined version of the truly trashy Baltimore accent. It really is. It really is. It's just a bigger city with the same mid mid Atlantic O. It's that it's that rich mid Atlantic O. But um, all right, I've totally uh, ground us to a screeching halt here. So I think the great thing about Lido's having you work every position. Mm-hmm. You get everybody rowing in the same direction. Yes. It's a teamwork thing, which I truly dig. Um, you don't get that in a lot of restaurants. They send you into a corner, and they say, just do this job. But um, was that maybe kind of the origins of like your love for cooking and food and just ingredients? And um, I mean, I have always been a little a little fatty. I love food. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, uh, maybe fatty should heart. be the new word for foodie. Because foodie is just like Ooh. so overused now. And it's I like, love that. Yeah. yeah. Like, let's be with fatties together. But yeah. Um... I love that. And, and, and that's the real nature. I think foodies take more pictures. Fatties do more eating, which yeah. is what, what the point of the actual endeavor yeah. to Enjoy find good food. Enjoy what you're is. eating. Correct. I love this. Yeah. This is a good move. And Lido's has like that top-tier junk food. Like, they don't oh, just have pizza. The they got steaks. those STRs. If mm. you know, you know. Spicy toasted ravioli. Shout out. The best. Um, you know, they got the, the, fried like, the wraps, oh. the steak and cheese. So good, dude. Um, subs. And they sell packaged goods. It was like the yes. first place oh, the that, house sold dressing, pa- y'all. that sold if packaged you know, goods. The house amazing. dressing is the tits. Um, I gotta keep us rolling because yeah, I see no, both. Yeah. I see both of us kind of going into. This is a podcast about food. I see, I see us both going into a haze where we're just like, ah, uh, anybody? Is there a Lido's that's still open around Sometimes here? Dan will be like, Does it do? Can you they, they, got, they got a thing on Sunday night. Hun, hun, hun. Um, is the Lido's the Lido's? And Lido's is a great Baltimore word. If you're ever trying to get your Baltimore accent down, people, just start with Lido's. Lido's Pizza Hun. I, I lived um, there for three years and I never heard anybody talk like that. Fuck <laughs> you. That's because you were only hanging out with all the transients, all the people from the plains. You I was hanging out with you, you fucking idiot. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, I, I, I was... You are from the plains, that is true. I was true. trying to hide my true colors from you. Um, yeah. Alright, number two. Tell us about the positions you've held. And I love if you just rapid fire them. Like, I did okay, this, this, fire. this throughout your... Service industry. Career. Okay, so cashier, host, server, little teensy tiny bits of kitchen, but not too much. Um, a little bit of bartending. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, yeah, that's it. So, is it so. exclusively exclusively Maryland? Exclusively Maryland. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Um, yeah, Annapolis, Crofton, Baltimore, all the goods. True Blue, born and bred, Anne Arundel County girl. Is that right? Born? Nah. But oh, my bad. No, it's okay. <laughs> I thought you were from Anne Arundel. Excuse me. Excuse I mean, me. I say I am. Oh, okay. I don't want to say I'm from Nevada, even though I lived there oh, for 10 years. Hey, I was oh, you're from Wichita. Nevada, huh? It's not Nevada for all 
love you, listeners. I was born in Wichita, and I don't like to ever admit that I'm from the same state as Mike. That's never a fun thing for me. <laughs> I wasn't uh, born in fucking Kansas. <laughs> fuck we, you. Oh, that's right. I was, where, where I was were you born in New Hampshire, you fuck. Oh, I always forget about that one. Yeah, I'm more, more East Coast than you. History. Fuck off. Motherfucker. All right. Man, we're really clunky tonight, and it's mostly your fault. All right, number three. Um, you know, where are you now? If you're still in the industry, tell us about what you're doing. I know you have, we're going to hide your big girl jobs from the information on this pod, but I know that you have, uh, still some relation to the business, right? Yes. Okay. Indeed. So I work a full-time job Monday through Friday, nine to five. Um, but I'm still working at a casual fine dining restaurant, um, part-time. I work usually Fridays and Saturdays, if not Saturdays, um, only, and uh, I've actually worked here probably the longest out of all my restaurant jobs. Really? It's very near and dear to my heart. I think I've worked here for almost four and a half years. And, and is they, that straight or have you like gone and come back? I've gone and come back. Um, but yeah, it's it's the best. And I think they've only been open for five years and some change. So really? mm. yeah, that kind of says a lot. There may not be another profession in the world where people leave a job and come back to that job so often. Like... I've had bars I've been fired from four, five, six times. And one in particular, Ocean Pride, that we talked about a lot on the show, I just did their Christmas party for their employees the Aww. other day. <laughs> I mean, that's that's the kind of relationships that you have in this business. Uh, one day to the next, it could be, hey, yeah, out of here. And then, hey, we need you to work Saturday morning, please. Um, but that's cool. Uh, and so right now, you're mostly serving. What What is the style of this restaurant? I'd love if you want to share a little bit about it. Mm-hmm. So the style, okay, well, it's in Annapolis. Um, Like I said, it's casual fine dining, but, you know, not white tablecloth, very European. Um, So it's a Belgian restaurant. It's got American... Topless servers. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, it's got, like, European, French influences. It's actually delicious. The owner slash head chef um was born in belgium oh really and he went to culinary school there you've always had pretty freaking cool you've always had a knack for uh finding these restaurant groups or i feel like managers that really have uh some authentic yeah like like food or beverage roots Mm -hmm. I, i i kind of always admired that about you is that uh a lot of people will they chase the money you have chased the quality of the product and the money well, yeah. <laughs> and the I mean, she's, the she says nice reassuringly. Too, but I mean, <laughs> the duality of it all. The, yeah, yeah. It's a very existential experience when you select a restaurant, yeah. of course. Yeah. How, how do you like the casual fine dining? Because one of the spots I worked at in Baltimore for probably the longest was a casual fine dining spot. And I really enjoyed it because the money was really good. Oh, because, yeah. I mean, anytime anybody's coming in there, they're spending you know a decent amount of money. They, yeah. they can't help it. Wait, 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 what is it? What? He, uh, Mike wants to know. <laughs> the what, what, the what is the what is the thing? It's not obvious. What's the thing that they offer? No, 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 no. She, no I'm Mike, saying she's the saying name of the restaurant. Yeah, based on what she's. No, saying, no, I'm not. No, no, I'm not uh, asking. Oh, okay, uh, okay, I got you. I thought you were saying that the thing that they offer is the special thing that they offer Dude, is obvious, and it wasn't so to me. You are so good at podcasting. I actually think that we should probably just. Uh, Spend some time where you do a TED talk on podcasting. We make that bonus content so you can teach people how to fill time and like talk to a guest. You know, like some of some of the basics. 
You know, I think that would really help people get a better I sense. I was of just like trying to get some fucking them. clarification, goddammit. <laughs> anyway. No, I think she's trying to keep it. I think she's trying to keep the name of the restaurant discreet because she doesn't want these two jabronis. I get that. Ruining the relationship with this wonderful, wonderful establishment. I get that. Anyway, I just, I thought you said that they offer something. Yeah, okay, go on. Well, it's Belgian style, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and if you live in Annapolis and you enjoy fine dining and you're looking for a great server, that I will tell you, and I say this, not with any hyperbole, but with experience, that will take you on one of the best menu tours you will ever experience. Mm. Go see a girl at whatever this restaurant is called. You can figure <laughs> it out. Or just go to every restaurant in yeah, Annapolis. Yeah, for the name. There you go. There you go. Um, well, that's awesome. And I, I love that you're still in the business. Obviously, we want to get you out there um, and have people support you. But um, Just you keep know? going to nice, casual, fine dining restaurants yeah. and just ask for Taylor. That's there all you got to do. I also was going to say, um, <laughs> Mike, about the casual fine dining thing. The, the place I worked previously to this restaurant taught me um, everything I know about fine dining and really was like the catalyst for my interest in like pairing, wine, like actual like like cooking um they really they really um put me through the gauntlet if you if you will like i I have stacks of flashcards um training at this place and i'm so grateful for it and so that's what got me into it but yeah not having it be white tablecloth and like where you have server assistants and like all of these extra positions is nice but you're still getting amazing money you're getting people who actually really appreciate the menu and the food and the authenticity of it. And of so. course that mm-hmm. previous restaurant that you're referring to taught that taught you so much is PF Chang's. <laughs> of course. Yes, yes. And <laughs> the Trio sauces. <laughs> I'm sure we'll get into yes. that. I'm sure we'll get into that and a few other uh, stops along the way. But without further ado, I think it is time, Michael. What do you say? Yeah, I'm fucking ready to go. Like this is where you Let's talk rock and roll. when I speak to you and then then you and then you so, talk back. Or you just for smoke cigarettes and drink Coors Light and stare at me like I'm a fucking for, idiot. So for what you and happening? for everyone else, no, no, no. let's have a come to no, 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 oh stop. God. Let's have a come to Jesus, Jesus moment. Christ. What is going on over there tonight? What is up with you? What, can you listen to me? There, we have some yeah, serious connectivity. Pro- we have some serious connectivity problems with our Google Hangout. You guys are cutting in and out very like a lot. So that's part of the problem. I see. I see. Well, I will get I'll, that fixed. I will get. No, that I don't. Fixed. It may not even be you. It might. No, it might. It might be my internet. But that's part of the problem. You guys are cutting in and out a lot. It might. It might be. I think it might be my internet. But we're gonna power ahead. This is Taylor's show, and the mics are working, and we only have so much room on the SD card. And so I'm going to try to be a little bit more lenient on Michael. Everybody, Mike, this is me apologizing to you. Bring it. This fuck you. Bring it on. Me. You and me. You and me. It's Chinese New Year yesterday. You're the rabbit, okay? 2023. You're the you rabbit, like really. Fucking Energizer Bunny. We're gonna we're gonna bring take this fucking podcast <laughs> to the moon. All right? I believe. We got in electric you. in our pants. Tell me you believe in me. I said we got electric in our pants. Tell me you. And believe I believe me. in you. I believe in your okay. pants. Thank you. Without further ado, here is the <laughs> gauntlet. All right, it is time for the gauntlet. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay, question number one, (laughs) T-Dog. Pet peeves and misconceptions. Now, these can be for servers, they can be for customers, they can be for managers, but just tell us 
the things that people don't understand about the service industry that tick you off, that get under your skin. Mm-hmm. All right. I know you got a few. Oh, yeah. So the first one is based off of what I've seen online. I, like once in a while, you'll see someone post something about a bad tip on Facebook. And the comment section is chaotic, to say the least. A lot of people, I don't think, understand the tipped wages thing that like you know tipped uh positions don't make minimum wage and so they'll there will be people in the comments who've never worked a day in the industry just like well just get another job or ask your manager to pay you a better wage or whatever like 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 tipping is not like required and it's like no you just literally have no idea what you're fucking talking about so that's one thing that um i will say still frustrates me we always talk about making that decision before you go out Mm -hmm. like that's part of Obviously, we, you know, most of our listeners are American. We have a couple, we have a decent bit of listeners from outside the U.S. that, Mike, you know, I mean, they're on a very different system. Mm-hmm. But the, here's the thing the non tipped service industry employees abroad, they get such greater respect. It's insane. It's almost, I, I, I don't understand this thing where in the, in the United States, not only are we going to ask somebody to make three twenty three an hour and then live off tips? We're also going to have further disrespect for them. When we talk, when we've had uh, international guests on, and we've talked to some of our international listeners, not only do we see a greater level of admiration for the bartender and their server as uh, the fabric of their local community, but there, even though there's an acknowledgement of like we're not going to tip you, we're going to give you a, uh, like a greater level of respect. Wouldn't you? Wouldn't you agree with that, or am I way off base there? Well, I mean, I feel like there are people in all walks of life that are going to treat servers and bartenders disrespectfully. <clears throat> but even uh, like Amy Moss and them, they they still get some tips here and there. You know, it's uh, even though it's not customary. Sure, um, but that's not how they survive. Is my point but exactly? I, well, most of them have fucking free healthcare too. So, well, it's not free, well, but universal. So, so I mean, it's a little a, different. Not, but not only is their pay structure more consistent, or at least, mm-hmm. or at least structured. But I, I do feel like we do not hear the horror stories from our international guests about the way a customer treats them, at least negatively, mm-hmm. as much as we do on a consistent basis from the bartenders and servers that we interview who are from the States. And it's weird. Like, the tip system is awesome in the sense, like, we can make a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Tip system sucks if you work somewhere where you don't get foot traffic. But why is it that we have this disconnect that not only are we going to have a rude and disrespectful interaction and then you don't realize that I make, I'm making my living, I'm paying my rent based on how you tip. That needs to be part of your decision to go out and eat Well, that it's you're going to cr- factor that cost in. <laughs> Yeah, the crux of what Taylor's talking about is that servers in America, bartenders and servers in America, make their money off of tips. That you don't get the minimum wage because tips are built into that. But that's based on the idea that people are going to tip you adequately. And that doesn't always happen. And people come up with the most bullshit reasons not to tip you. And uh, they don't understand that they're (laughs) one one of the best, uh, one of the best analogies i've ever heard is uh like a stock boy right at a fucking grocery store if the if the stock boy's not doing a great job the the manager can't come up and be like well i'm gonna dock your pay this week because i don't think you did a very good job that's basically what people who are not tipping well are doing 
And you can't do that. You've you got to pay people a certain wage so that they can fucking live their lives. And the people that are coming in to uh, get service and, you know, have a meal or a drink, when they decide that they're not going to tip you based on whatever bullshit reason, they're actually, you know, hindering your ability to pay your bills. They're also discrediting the entire server customer relationship to where if that person came consistently to that bar and behaved that way and docked somebody's pay, how is the service relationship going to improve? Or better question, where is the incentive for the service relationship to improve? It's just well, well, it's what's going to happen is if you're if you're a regular and you don't tip, you're not going to get good service. I'm circling because there's no incentive for the person yeah. to give you good service. And I'm circling around saying it the right way, but the fact is this: we have an incentive-based system where somehow the reaction to the incentive-based system is to then mistreat people and undertip them. And I never seem to understand that math, right? It, it's it's same like those industry people that come in and overtip at the front end to get great service because they're making an investment. So I don't want to go too far down this rabbit hole. We've hearkened on this so many times. It's just when you when you bring up that particular point, I always like the juxtaposition between the non-tip system where you know, in Europe where they seem to get more respect from their average customer versus our incentive-based system where we get less respect. That's just, it, it, it doesn't seem to compute to me. But anyway, what are some of the other uh, pet peeves? Because I, I feel like you have a few. Yep. Oh, tons. Okay. So, <laughs> we do a whole show on question number one. Right? <laughs> yeah. The next one is I just feel like when people come out to eat, they lose like 15 IQ points automatically. They're just <laughs> okay. All right. I like this. very unaware, totally oblivious to everything. Um, just like definitely less polite than they would be probably at their own function that they're hosting or working at. And when they, and when people tell me how to do my job or give pointers of like how I need to do my job, I mean, it just astounds me the shit that I still see, even in casual fine dining. When you got here, <laughs> do you remember one of the first things you said to me through the door as we were talking about the show? Um, about I how I might not have an answer to every question. Yeah. Now, I knew that when you said that, you were not talking about this question. Because oh. I know you to be an opinionated person. Mm-hmm. And I knew that you were going to have pet peeves. But I told you that don't worry, Mike and I are going to fill. And I actually have something that I want to share tonight. Perfect. I have been searching for the right way to say this for weeks now, and you just brought the words to life. Why, when people go out to a restaurant, do they lose IQ points? I love how you said it like that. Mm -hmm. Michael, have you ever been to a bar and a bartender walks up to you and says, do you have a tab? You ever had anybody ask you that? Ask me, do I have a tab? Yeah, you know, you're sitting at a bar, you've ordered a couple drinks, the bar, a yeah, different absolutely. bartender that maybe hasn't served you yet comes over, gets you a drink, and then goes, do you have a tab? Do you have a tab open? Yeah. And what do you say to that bartender? Yes, it's under this name. I usually give well, him the color of the card, too. There you go. He says, would you, what, would you say your first name or your last name? I'd say it's under Windsor. It's a blue PayPal card. There you go, right? Last name and description. The question, do you have a tab, is very specific. And I don't understand how in 2023, we've been using credit cards. We've, it's mostly plastic. Cash transactions have left the bar business. 
why people cannot understand this question. It is infuriating. If I have to ask one more person, do you have a tab open? They go, yes. And I go, what is your name? And they go, it's Bob. <laughs> Fucker, what is your last name? <laughs> okay, it's Smith. And I go and I look for Smith. No cards under Smith. Do you have a tab open? Yeah, she started me. Did she take a card? No, it's right here. Okay, you don't have a tab open. A tab means you've given me a card. I've started it under your name. If, if a server or bartender goes, do you have a tab open? Give them your last name and do what Mike did. Honest to God, I, I don't think you need to give me the type of card or the color of the card, but I need you to be like present in this conversation because yes. my, my God, especially volume bar, and I know a lot of what we're going to talk about tonight is, is um, uh, more of a uh, middle to higher end dining experience especially with your background but like for me personally working a lot of volume i can't stand it when i'm busy and i'm like do you have a tab of them they're like yeah <laughs> you know and i and i can't find that card so that is a frustrating one for me and you just nailed it it feels <laughs> like your iq drops the moment they walk in the door right it's like did you forget how to answer questions right did you forget that i have to set this plate down right in front of you in order for you to eat it and you're Fucking cell phone is right there, and I'm not gonna grab your cell phone because yes. it's not my fucking cell phone. Preach, preach. <laughs> why, Unleash the beast. Yeah, why don't you see this? Like, or, move your phone. Oh, how about this? How about this one? Right while we're on it, you are structurally carrying something. I'm not talking about it even on a tray, right? Which it, which is its own thing. You come out with a tray, people are reaching out to pick the drinks off the tray and 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 uh, upset how you're balancing something. But I'm talking about. You got three cups in one can, you got a cup tied to your arm, you got a couple cups in the other hand, and you walk up to a table, and some guy named Bob is trying to be helpful, and he reaches out to take them out of your hand. I could, I, I want to drop them all right there and just karate chop Bob in the neck, all right? You're not helping. Do you think that I have set this all up a particular way to where you can take your drink just because you see your rum and coke, Bob? Damn it! Okay, have a moment of couth, realize that I need to set these down a very specific way, and rein it in, dude. Rein it in. I, I, I'm serious. It is like people get stupider. Yeah. We have not touched on this on the show yet, so I Perfect. love it. You've brought a unique aspect to this particular question. Yes. So are there any more? I mean, the, the oh, coming up to, to, to drop drop a plate and they, they don't clear a space for the plate. That's Yeah, that's something yes. that I'm very aware of when I'm dining out. Go. Okay. Go. So I was working um, at my job, uh, like a like a dinner for like a business dinner. It was probably thirty um, people, mostly men, and they were drinking a lot of wine. They had they had selected two bottles of wine for this dinner. One of them, a Sancerre, a red, a Pinot Noir Sancerre. So I am pouring this wine. Um, it's definitely like they've they've been through their dinner at this point. They're a little boozed up. They're pretty boozed up. This guy who I'm pouring the wine for says, why does that bottle say Sancerre? It's a red. And I'm just like, um, like, because reds can come from Sancerre as well. He's like, well, but Sancerre is a white. 
He just kept saying that to me. Like, it was, like, he was saying something different every time. But Sancerre is a white. With this, like, schmoozy look on his face. And I'm like... Because he knew better. Because he knows everything, apparently. Yeah, and he's like, a like, why would the label on the wine bottle say Sancerre and it's a red? Like, did you no, not I know that you were serving a sommelier that night? Uh, did you I not did know? not know. Silly me. What but an idiot. anyway, I was trying to explain to him that, like, the Sancerre region produces whites and reds. And I basically collect myself... Um, like where, wherever I am in the server, in the serving station. And I'm just like, you know what? I'm going to go explain to him because, you know, it's, it's a learning process, especially wine. There's, and there's so much. This sounds kind of personal at this point in time. You're like, all right, I, I need to go explain to this well, gentleman. Oh yeah, no, I want to explain to him because he probably is mansplaining to all these people. So it's my turn to tailor. I don't appreciate that. Tailor explain. Now listen, I do know, <laughs> I do know, you know, I, I do know you well enough to know that you do enjoy Taylor explain. I love it. Yes. When I'm right, I love it. However, <laughs> however, I do think there is a part of you that maybe I'd hope for him as somebody that enjoys wine. Yes. That maybe he wanted to learn. Well, and he I wanted to share him, that information yes, with him. I changed him. my energy and I was like, look, I want to educate him because right. he's drinking expensive wine with his buddies. Let's his have the bros, conversation. They're probably all finance bros. Um, uh, but anyway, I, I collect myself, I go back to him, and I said, yeah, so basically the two wines that the Sancerre region produces are Sauvignon Blanc and Pinot Very Noir. white, classic and white. so yeah. you've probably drank mostly Sauvignon Blancs from Sancerre, but yeah, there, there are Pinot Noirs produced there too. And he really didn't like that I wanted to explain further. But, you know, look, wine, there's so much to learn about wine. So, like, why wouldn't you want to? But Because you're I a dick. No, it's because I'm a girl <laughs> and I'm younger. I fucking knew it. You, you, so, so his not, face, his, the way his lips purse, like, he was, he was just nodding at me like, okay. Like, that's enough. I, I didn't even want to fucking see you You've embarrassed tonight. me in front of my finance Yeah, in, yeah. Front, in front of my now, business You're now, making a lot of assumptions here, okay? It no, sounds, well, sounds to me like this guy's just a dick. He's making assumptions of me as well. I don't know why I'm seeing Jordan Belfort in my mind. and, yes. and, and, and uh, Drunk Jordan Belfort. And Donnie and all the boys from uh, from Wolf of Wall Street. But I have to say this. I don't know anything about Sancerre. Mm-hmm. All right? I'm not a huge... Like, I love wine. I have learned a decent bit about wine. But I've never been truly somebody that has worked at like a wine bar. Right. Or somebody that has a, a, a restaurant with a really cultivated wine menu. So... Is Sancerre similar to like a Burgundy region? Yes. It's where, a, it's or, an or, or even like Cote de Rhone, where there are hundreds of different Cote de Rhone wines. And what makes what makes Cote de Rhone specific is that it is a blended lighter end French red, right? It is a Coast of Rhone red. And that is like a specific regional wine, right? So Sancerre has that same sort of connotation that it is. Uh, regionally specific, but not necessarily um, type of wine specific. That's the idea. Correct. It's an okay. appellation. Got well, it. I, Got I it. love, I love it, it. I love that he's arguing with. He's not even arguing with you. He's arguing with the bottle with and the, the bottle. label on like, the bottle. Like we labeled it wrong. Well, you do what? Why is that? What is that? Why is that bottle lying to me right now? You know what, sir? Let me call the winemaker right now and get this straightened out. <laughs> exactly. You yeah. must be right since you're the finance well, pro. And also, be, also, essentially, what he's saying right now is all, all Anheuser Busch is Bud Light. And Taylor's like, ah, some of his Budweiser heavy, you know? And it, it's it, it, he's he doesn't understand category or or production versus the actual like strain or what they're what they're uh, specifically making in that bottle. And um, 
What a way to look like an idiot. What a way to drop 20 IQ points, right? 15, 20, yeah. Then to display 30. yourself as somebody that only knows Sansara is a red. Yeah. Right off the bat. So or as a white, so yeah. Butthurt. He was so butthurt. And oh my, was that some... That just... What were they eating? So nice. Do you remember? Um, So they had like a couple different options. Um, But I'm pretty sure a lot of them had uh like a steak for you. Okay. Night. It would have been great. It would have been absolutely sweet, great sweet, if you had the Sancerre red on the menu. And then you finish the conversation with, by the way, you know what would have paired a lot better with the steak frites? The Sancerre Pinot Noir. Yeah. That would have that hit so hard. That been, if I was the table over, I would have probably spit out my... Yeah. They, they had the whole back room. They had the whole back room. Oh, man. So, um, That's yeah. the other thing, is you want to embarrass somebody like that, like in a very subtle way. Yeah. A and respectful when a, way. When they're in a private space, you can't embarrass them in front of anybody but their friends, which is still good. Mm-hmm. But you almost want to do it in front of others. Man, I wish they were like in an open dining. Yeah, they were pretty rowdy that night. It was mm. the good old boys club back then. What was there. the tip like? I yeah, mean, that's that was, was my question. Automatic gratuity. But no, mm. everyone was really, really nice. And funny enough, there were only like three women in this uh, business dinner. I and, wonder and why. And I'm pretty sure <laughs> one of the women was like I wonder fucking co- why. Like, co- um, you know, set up this event or like oh, really? created the event, you know. Um, and I just I thought it was hilarious. So that was my that's like one of my stories tonight that I was like really proud to tell because I love making someone like that feel butthurt and proving them wrong, especially when I'm at my job, sir. I'm getting paid to do this. So like, where? Why are you so like distrusting of me right now? Yeah, um, there is this weird thing not only in IQ where there are certain customers that feel in their heart that you were put on planet earth to steer them wrong mm-hmm. and it's like my man listen to me um my job is to arm you with information and if i do my job well you have a better experience and hopefully pay me more mm-hmm. my money is tied to your enjoyment why would i want you to have a worse time yeah. Well, what pi- what pisses what pisses me off about it is that he's looking at the bottle and he's pissed off about the bottle label and everybody's got a fucking smartphone and he could have just figured this all out for himself instead of being a dick at the table about it. I thought about this so many times as we asked this question on the show, Michael. Is what do you think the serving experience was like in 1950 when that same asshole was sitting at the table going, "She doesn't know what she's talking about." Sancerre only comes in red, and nobody could immediately Google and be like, fuck you, dude. You don't know what you're talking about. I love that we live in a time where you can immediately fact check a motherfucker, right? I wish we could, like, project it onto the side of the wall so that every one of the of the frat bros... Wow. Okay, so... Wow, what Steve, is that? I'm showing Steve the synopsis when I wrote it down. It was, so this was in September when this happened, but I was going to post this to In the Weeds. It's a oh, Facebook yeah, yeah. group. Yeah, we're and very familiar. they don't yeah. like publishing posts that are really long. Like, the guy who runs the page. So I think he denied it. But either way, I have it written down right here if you want to read this another time for your enjoyment. But you know when you type in the, like, lowercase, uppercase, lowercase, uppercase, and it's like to, mm-hmm. to, to like, mansplain something. Like, blah, 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 or not well, mansplain. Again, you know uh, just idiot-splaining. I don't think we have to... Label yes. men with that, but you know, any anybody can be uppercase I and mean, lowercase. Men are, <laughs> men are extra dumb, but um, look over, over, under, over, under. under. Okay, but Sancerre is a one. So over, <laughs> over, under your uh, your 
Wolf of Wall Street guy is actually the guy that runs this page, and that's why I got denied. Oh, oh that's Jesus right, conspiracy Christ. theory. Wah, 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 you wah, need wah, to wah. send it into ta- send it into tales from your server. There you go. Um, all right, listen. This is a great transition to question number two because I know that anyone who's in the service industry out there, they got a warm, fuzzy feeling that washed over them when Taylor said. Jesus Christ. Anyway, question number two. Best and worst tips. Now, these do not need to be monetary. Explain, Michael. Yeah, they can also be, um, you know, just uh, something that a guest left with you. Could have been a piece of advice or it could have been uh, something else, uh, you know, a gift or something that they left with you that just really stands out in your mind. Absolutely. And Taylor, take it away because i got to pee and I'll be right back. Wait, can you repeat the question? I'm sorry. One of my industry buddies texted me. (laughs) (laughs) You're good. No, so best and worst tips. So obviously we usually think about these in monetary terms, but it doesn't have to be a cash tip or anything. It could also be something that a guest left with you that uh, was a sentimental thing. Yeah, absolutely. So um, one of the ones that was super memorable, I was working at this brunch um, restaurant and this one cop came in. She was probably like, few years older than me like definitely maybe like early 30s and um she was super quiet and sweet and when she left and I picked up the check um it said enjoy your day doubly and she basically doubled her total and used that as the tip so her total was like 24 bucks and she tipped me 48 and I was like nice I love that. It, it like made my day. Um, so that was super sweet. And I honestly like want to get to a point where once in a while I'm doing that. Like I, I mm-hmm. kind of like to surprise people sometimes with a really generous tip. Um, yes. Because I feel like one, it's good karma. Two, it probably made their day. Mm-hmm. And three, like we just never know what financial or even mental hardships people are dealing with. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. And I think that the service industry is is a rare place where you can actually do that. Like you know, if you go and you interact with a cashier or a fucking mechanic or whatever the fuck, you know what I mean? You don't really have that extra opportunity, you know, to leave an extra good tip to just help just just make their day a little bit better. And I think the service industry is a cool place to do that. You know what's nuts? I'm I, Literally last night, which was uh, – I mean we're recording this on a Sunday evening. Saturday night, um, I get to work pretty late and we're out and about. We're, we're pretty busy as I come in. And there is this group, you know, of, I don't know, probably 20, 25 people, which is odd for us, right? I run a golf business, mm-hmm. and uh, we have food and drink in a bar. And, and when we get a group that big, it's usually an event. This was not an event. It was kind of like a weird amalgamation of some people playing golf, some people hanging at the bar. They're not from Maryland. They're from out of town. They're staying at a hotel. And they were obsessed with the food. They'd come back three days in a row. I heard from a couple of our managers. It's the same group. Right when I came through the door, the managers came up to me and said, group in the bar, it's come three days in a row. Love the food. As I'm chatting with them, they're like, we have to meet the chef. And I was like, actually, our head chef's been off for the last couple of days. It's our line cook, and he's amazing. Um, but he's not, he's not even the executive chef. He's not even responsible for the menu. And they're like, well, he's been incredible. He's the reason we've come back. We want to tip him. And they made me go into the Aww. kitchen, bring him out. And they, <laughs> I'm telling you, this entire table just starts flooding this man with cash. Oh, my gosh. 
I've never seen anything like it. Now, I've, I've seen people tip the chef. I've seen people give him compliments. I'm talking like they're throwing him, here's 20, here's another 20, here's a 10. The whole table is like ponying up like it's the goddamn Salvation Army on Christmas. <laughs> it was unbelievable. And the, uh, this cook, flabbergasted. Ne- never experienced anything like this. He has been a true blue, back-of-house guy his entire restaurant career. And I think he's experienced tips, but he's never experienced anything like this. And he was... Um, he really, it, it meant a lot to him. You could tell, like, yeah. he didn't have a lot of days like that, which was kind of cool. Yeah. And I think it'd be cool to normalize that a little bit more instead of just tipping the server or your mm-hmm. bartender to, like, if you really enjoy the meal, instead of just saying my compliments to the chef, like, literally send five, 10, 20 bucks back. You know what I mean? Because that, that really does, like, like you said, Taylor, that makes such a huge impact in somebody's day, somebody's week, somebody's month, even their yeah. year. Yeah, it's a At beer. One place that I love in DC is called Buford Saloon. They have something on the menu that says, like, buy the kitchen staff um, a shot at the end of the night. And it's like, pro- I think it was like, I, love I can't that. remember. I think it was like a $25 charge, but I did it because I, I love that. worked there. Um, previously, and I was like, more places need to do this because at the end Agreed. of like a really long night working in a kitchen, your feet hurt, it's hot, you are crusty everywhere, like, <laughs> you're tired, <laughs> you see, like, all they want typically is a shot or a drink, you know? Mm-hmm. So, I definitely am trying to see that pop up in more places. I love that. Not, no, that's great. Not to mention, there are two types of general managers. General managers that comp the kitchen drink chab at the end of the night, and then general managers that make them pay it. So, Oof. do yourself a favor. Don't try to figure out who that general manager is. Throw a little bit of, of bones to the kitchen, all right? Um, that's a wonderful transition to number three. And the reason why... Actually, there is a, it really isn't a transition there. But um, number three. <laughs> Great worst podcasting, drink, Steve. Worst drink orders. <laughs> okay. And... Uh, Obviously, this original category started with um, what are the worst drinks that you are asked to make, right? Like somebody has ordered them from you, but it's expanded from that. So, Mike, explain kind of like how this category has evolved. Yeah, well, I mean, it started as like cringe drinks, like the Long Island iced tea. (sighs) When somebody orders the drink, you know, you're rolling your eyes, but it could also be uh, drinks that you genuinely hate to make, or could also be like the worst drink that another bartender has ever made for you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, um, this one was kind of hard for me to think of because like I said, I'm primarily a server, not really a bartender. Um, but someone did at my table, um, amongst his colleagues order a liquid marijuana from me. And the way he said it, like he was unsure of himself. He was like, do you, do you, um, can I order, I think it's called a, a, a liquid marijuana. And I feel like he was almost trying to flex, but I was like, he looks no. like a goddamn fool right now in front of his yes. colleagues. Like, sir, why would you think, why would you want to order that in front of these people? What, what, what kind of, what, what, describe the table. What, what kind of people are these? I was going to just do that. Yeah. Thank you, Michael. Well, you beat me to it. I'm going to ask a classic BRP question. <laughs> describe the people to okay. us. Theater of the mind. Six, funny (laughs) enough, business bros. Again, middle-aged guys. Oh, man. He's going through his midlife crisis. Not (laughs) as fishy, but he was definitely the nerdy one of the bunch. And the the way he said it, like, liquid marijuana. I was just like, I don't even want to go back there and ask my bartender this. Because I know the facial expression they're going to give me. 
And I'm pretty sure we didn't have everything to make it once we Googled it. Like, did he ask for it as <laughs> a cocktail or a shot? Like, I, it was a cocktail. Like, he had mm. it before, and he was like, oh, yeah, let me give it a go and see if they can make was, it. I'm just like, was this at the uh, casual fine dining place? Yes. Yeah, that is, that's it's really sad, is what that is. It is sad. Like, sir, we have all these beautiful craft cocktails for you, and a shit ton of spirits. So you know, And you ask for this? You should leave. You know what liquid marijuana is, right? <laughs> no, please enlighten me. Yeah, she works at a casual fine dining place. She doesn't know what the fuck this is. <laughs> Guys, very, very exciting that I get to do this. So, liquid marijuana, okay, is uh, the same thing as a dirty bath water, mm. which was uh, some of the origins of a green tea, right? So, it's essentially a Long Island iced tea with a little bit of sour mix, which allows it to uh, create a yellow quality, and then you put the blue carousel in. Ew. To make it a motorcycle, right? A blue motorcycle, which is essentially, we've all, we talked about it on the show, uh, Long Island Iced Tea with Blue Carousel is a blue motorcycle. And with the sour mix, it turns green. And it is it is essentially a cocktail drink that is a Long a Island Iced Tea without Coca-Cola. Um, did you Google this or did you know? I've made it for years. The liquid, oh, ma- the liquid marijuana is a pretty staple shot in the oh, volume bar. <laughs> in the vo- volume bar business. Okay, okay. Right? I've worked at a lot of college bars, unfortunately. And um, that's a good one. Dirty bath water is the exact same thing without the blue kerosene. See, I feel like this is like some nerdy guy that got invited out to drinks and dinner with his colleagues for the first time. And he's trying to he's trying to impress them, but little does he know that he's just like, making I himself. He's, 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 exactly for everybody involved, for Dude, everyone. We're an old fashioned then. Like, all right, so let's do this game instead, right? <laughs> all right, the three of us, right? We're all out. We all work together, right? We're out to drink with our office. It's the first time we're, we've ever drank together with the boss. What drink are you ordering, Michael? Well, what, what's the fucking, if, where are we? That's that's a loaded we're question, out, Steve. We're out for a nice dinner. Are we we're out with, getting wings? Are we out at a casual fine no, 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 dining we're place? Out, we're out for a nice dinner. We're out for like a steak dinner. Like a real, you yeah, know, a nice. Casual fine dining. We're, you're in nice clothes. Like, Mike, you're wearing a tie. You're All right, I'm a getting a dirty gym martini straight up dirty with uh, blue cheese stuffed olives. Yeah. I'm getting the same thing. I'm getting the same thing. I'm going dirty gym martini. Um, so you going wine? I might be in a wine mood, but yeah, for sure. I do like I'm gonna look at their cocktail list, and if there's a good like herbaly gin cocktail, I'll likely get that first. You and then gin. with my meal, I'm gonna get probably a glass of wine. Okay, fair mm-hmm. enough. See, and that's how you do it, people. Okay, if you have any questions about how subtle you need to go, go wine. Okay, please do yourself a favor, go wine, and don't argue with your server about where that wine came from. What the label what says, yeah. <laughs> you racist <laughs> motherfucker. Let me just. Figure out. Let me get to the bottom of this. Why is this label on the wrong bottle? This is ridiculous. <laughs> I apologize. And actually, we're taking um, 5% off of your check. Thank you for raising this concern. <laughs> Unbelievable. All right, Mike. Well, by the, I know this is, uh, we're not in that same question, but did those guys tip any more on top of the gratuity? Uh, the wine guys? The, the uh, finance bros? That's a good question. I don't think so. I mean, it was a bad check and like i said it was like 30 people and it's it's an expensive place but the people who paid were so nice and they actually like the two people who like coordinated Mm -hmm. um they were so nice and they actually were not sloppy drunk even though there were some people getting sloppy drunk 
But um, no, I can't remember. Even though it was in September, I uh, I can't recall. But there are still a good tip. People that come in this restaurant and do tip on top of the grat. So for that, yeah. I'm blessed. Speaking of sloppy drunk, I'm starting to feel like an elephant on the Marilla fruit right now. Ooh. I look, you know, if you're out there and you're drinking the Amarillo, <laughs> I'm getting kind of that plum wine, that beet juice flavor. It's earthy, earthy. right? It has a sweetness to it. Little bit of sour, but we talked about this. I feel like it's almost like carrot juice. I didn't get that, but if you got that, that's your journey. I only. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's a good. That's a good way to transition to coffee. numero quattro. <laughs> Mike, tear up for number four. Yeah, question number four: mistakes and fuck ups. So this is where we want to see you or your coworkers crash and burn. This could also be somebody else that you've seen in the service industry that just had a really bad night. Okay. This story takes the cake. Do it. My all-time story. Like, Do it. Um, greatest story. So I'm going to unplug is, my mic. It is from Chang's. Chang's was so long ago that I don't really give a fuck about talking about them. But well, Chang's? Um, many of my former coworkers uh, make, make me tell. Yes. Yep, Chang's, y'all. Thank they you. Do. Come on. Jesus Christ. Making sure. I thought you unplugged your mic. Gang? I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Mike. <laughs> Listen to me. Richard Davis is out there, okay? Richard Davis is out there rolling in his grave that we don't say the entire name. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> so the Chang Gang is one of the strongest bonds I've ever had with people. I mean, I've two different locations. Some of my best friends I've met working at this restaurant. Um, God damn it. So this this story is something else. Can we um, call out your girl? Yeah. Shout out. Wait, who? KK. Huh? Who? Who was the curly hair lady you used to live with? No, that was from Rooster. Really? No, <laughs> yeah. who was the one that did? You're... <laughs> You're messing up right now. Steve, you're derailing. <laughs> Unplug your fucking microphone yeah. and Sorry, shut up. Right, I'm done. I'm Just done. shut I'm up done. for I'm a sorry. minute. Continue. Um, go, okay, go. Do so I'm serving this couple. Uh, white couple, probably mid-30s. And so this was at the good old Towson Changs that I worked at when I was in school at Towson University. Shut up. Um, so when I first started here, because I started at Annapolis, but I transferred to Towson when I was in school. They straight up trained me. They said, Taylor, just so just so you know, our ginger ale does not work. It, it I don't know why. It just, it comes out flat. It doesn't work. So don't use it. Mix Sprite and Coke, okay? Mm-hmm. So I was like, yeah, sure, okay. Um, You know, months and months later, I have this couple and the woman orders a ginger ale. And so what do I do? Stick to my training. I do the Sprite and Coke little mixy mix because it basically makes the same. Yeah. So I bring them their drinks. All is fine. And then my manager comes up to me, Taylor, I need to talk to you. He brings me around the corner. Taylor, did you, what did you give that lady to drink? I'm like, uh, I mean, she asked for a ginger ale. And he's like, okay, but did you give her Sprite and Coke? And I'm like, well, yeah, because our ginger ale doesn't work. And like, what's her face literally trained me to not use the ginger ale. He's, he goes, Taylor, she is pregnant. And I'm like, so? Like, what is the problem? So apparently they it's the caffeine. I, I don't. So it's apparently the caffeine issue. First of all, this woman was not showing. How the fuck am I supposed to do <laughs> Second of all, I'm sorry, but a sip of soda is not going to throw your pregnancy. Hold on, are you a doctor? Are you a fucking okay, doctor, then? Taylor? I guess ginger ale doesn't have caffeine, but listen, he was so appalled. He's like, Taylor, she is pregnant. 
they her husband is a manager of a restaurant. They know it's Sprite and Coke Taylor. <laughs> I'm just like, oh my god. Uh, gonna, is, is the world burning right now? Yes, go ahead. I actually have two of them. Okay. I actually have three of them. Go. Question number one. Shoot. What was this manager's name? Manager? Yeah, what was the manager's name? First name. Only. <gasps> Manny. We're actually cool now. We're tight. Manny the manager. Manny the manager. Okay. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Question question number two. Shout out Manny. <laughs> just give us a basic description of Manny. Okay. Um, spry young gent. No. Uh, <laughs> like definitely mid-30s. Handsome guy. Um, he actually worked at another restaurant. Manny the manager. Handsome but, guy. Yeah, he's, he's a nice guy. But like they were on me at Taos and Shanks. For some reason, because I was a newcomer, they were like on my ass. Like I was getting written up. I wasn't even... I wasn't bad. I was a good girl, okay? Right, right. Um. (laughs) I have to to defend myself here because, like, wow. I didn't give her, like, fucking Jack and Coke. (laughs) You know? What are your other questions? I had one more and I'm forgetting it right now, but it had to do with the sodas. Manny was so disappointed, guys. It's like the father that says to you, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. That's not fair. No, it's Fix not, your goddamn ginger ale then, pregnant. Manny. What the fuck? Right. What do you I mean the ginger ale doesn't work? That doesn't even make fucking sense. I know. I was like, well, I, I was trained that way. Y'all, like, y'all servers told me it didn't work and to do this. Like, this is like now a, pro, a piece of protocol in the training process. So, like, is it really definitely not no. definitely not PF Chain's like uh, official training, but you yeah. know, yeah, yeah, unofficial. Um, unofficial but, training. No, he straight up told me he's like, you're gonna go back to that table and you're gonna apologize, and you are for kill go, for ruining that baby. Oh yeah, he made me apologize, and he said, and we are writing you up tonight, just so you know. And I was like, are you writing you up for what? Me? Yeah. So I of course apologize. The way these people looked down in disappointment, just like the disappointed father, just like shaking their heads. I was like, oh my god, they think they're like, they're on their high horse because this guy's a GM of probably a Chili's. Just gonna throw it out there. His name's probably Yikes. Kevin. His Yikes. name was probably Kevin. He, you know, a lot of assumptions he was, here. He's just sitting there like, mm, mm. Mm, a damn shame. Well, you know, you know, he he, they wouldn't have known this if they weren't also in the restaurant industry because I've done that trick. I've done that trick with the with the Coke and the Sprite, and uh, you can't really tell the difference, you know, unless you know. (laughs) You that was just a that was (laughs) bad luck there. They were first, okay? They were first in the study of soda mixing. What exactly (laughs) did uh, Manny say to you again? When he first came to you? Taylor, what did, what did you give that lady to drink at table, whatever, 24? Well, I mean, she asked for a ginger ale, but, you know, like... Oh, I drink. remember what I was going to ask now. Okay, Question number three. Thank you. He is, <laughs> yes. I was like, how do I spark my drunk brain into remembering this? Yes. And you've nailed it. Um, did Manny say pregnant with three syllables? Pregnant? Um, I don't know. This was in like because the way you're describing is Taylor. That woman is pregnant. She, he sounded like I had just committed a freaking war crime. Okay, she is <laughs> pregnant, Taylor. Like pregnant. you just endangered her born life, Taylor, with a goddamn Coca-Cola. Taylor Bromonte, did you I, just I love- serve a ginger ale made of Coke and Sprite to a woman that's pregnante? Just call me baby killer, okay? <laughs> yeah, right. Bromonte? I love, I love how your response, too, is, she's not even showing. Come on. She's not, she's <laughs> not even showing. I mean, she was 
she should wear she should wear a button that says I'm preggers, right? If I was at a PF Chang's and I was eating the chicken lettuce wraps and I heard from the from the service station someone yell, She's not even showing (laughs) I didn't yell. I would tip more. I would tip more. I said, This is a great experience. I have not been out like this in a long time. I did not expect this much fun at a PF Chang's. That's what I would have said, personally. Yeah. Right? Tell me you yelled it at them. No. I was just like, how is this my freaking fault? Your servers trained me to do this. She didn't let me feel a kick. <laughs> they made me serve the table for the rest of the night. I was like, why didn't you just give them a new server? They clearly Yeah, how did, how did the rest of that play out? I mean, they probably tipped me like 15%, but I was like, oh my god, this is so pathetic because like, I'm pretty sure... There are women who like will have a glass of red wine. Some like you, you can do that when you're pregnant. Like, like the teeniest bit. Like I don't think a There's little bit of coke sp- again, like, oh, again, Taylor. Baby. Are are you a doctor? Actually, yeah, a doctor of <laughs> taste. So we haven't. We actually haven't told you guys what she does. For I, a a I love it. She's I love actually it. A the doubling down doctor. is what I love. No. Yes. So that's no, the you know what did what did I, she order to drink after that? She debacle? got the Hanan. She got the Hanan chicken. She didn't eat a bite. No, I said to drink. She boxed it up and went home. I said, "What did she get to drink?" They probably gave her that flat ass ginger ale, and she was really like, "You know what? I was wrong. This tastes like shit." <laughs> Give me the Coke and Sprite. <laughs> My baby is disappointed in the. Give me the Coke and Sprite. I don't <laughs> even care anymore. You know what? Give me a Jack and Coke. Fuck this. You know, Embryos just that because be if that baby if that baby was born with any problems or deformities, we know it's your fault now. So, okay, hot damn, that was a hell of a category. I mean, if you're pregnante, you probably don't want to be around for the next category. Number five, health code violations. Okay, so at Chang's. Um, you know, we have rice cooker. We have a lot of rice. There's white rice, there's brown rice, there's fried rice. These rice cookers are about three times the size of a pressure cooker. Or like, what are those new things called? The minute something minute? Minute rice? No, like, the like p- people are getting really into them. Anyway. Minute clinic? Instant, <laughs> instant brands makes them. There's like a specific name for it. 60 second rice. No. Okay. Anyway. So they're huge. These rice cookers, they keep the rice warm. Um, so most of my friends, most of my guy friends at Chang's were back waiters, which is like a busser, um, a food runner. They, I love, I love the term a, a back waiter. It's yeah. so much more elegant. <laughs> right. A back waiter. We call them porters. Um, so they <coughs> take the little rice cups, like they're, it's like a bowl, like a small bowl and they would make boobs in the rice and booby rice (laughs) they would make nipples and everything and it was one of it's one of my fondest memories from chang's but there's gotta be a health code violation there like well sure you shouldn't fondle the rice they are sculpting those beautiful breasts so (laughs) that and that rice is being eaten by our patrons so did did anyone ever accidentally did anybody ever accidentally serve a titty with with some like you know fried chicken or something Someone like that. Some beef. Um, I hope yes. they did. I really hope they <laughs> yeah. did because that's the experience you're gonna get out of Naples. <laughs> wow, wow, truly Mongol style. I mean, they're they're epitomizing <laughs> they're epitomizing the Mongol lifestyle by mm. you know grab assing some rice titties. I mean, they were they were really delicate with it. I mean, oh, they, that's so it's nice. It's a craft. It's a craft of precision. <laughs> 
It's like sandcastle building. Yeah. <laughs> Essentially, is what you're telling so they me. They were just so perfectly plump and round. Were they? Yeah. Yeah. What are we talking about? Like B cup, C cup, D cup? Oh, like all of the above. Little nipple, big nipple, area. Every everyone was represented. True equity in the rice. Wow, that's really exciting. In the rice titties. Exciting. You guys know like what a Cambro is, right? Like those big like Tupperware, basically in a restaurant, like to like store food. Oh yeah, sure. So when they would serve family meal, um, in the Cambros, the the bussers would basically like act like they were pigs eating out of a trough, like eating slop out of a trough. So they'd be like. That like, is that is a health squealing. code violation. <laughs> it was just like, Would well, they use their hands? Were we talking about going to the first? Just pretending. Yeah. No, no hands were in the family meal yeah. camera. But I just like, like I said, debauchery, beautiful debauchery, fondest memories. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! So listen, here's the one question about the titty rice. Do you want titty more rice. of a fluffy rice, or do you want more of a sticky rice to create the mound quality? Yeah. Food? So I don't. So the white rice, I mean, yeah, it was like a sticky rice. Um, sure. But and then the brown rice is not a sticky rice. Sure. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I I mean I don't know how to answer your question. <laughs> do, like they just cook it. Like it's the process. They cook it for a certain amount of time. It's ready. They it's served on the side of there the entrees. There it is. Yeah. You know I got to be honest with you. Uh, when I go to PF Chang's, I don't think I've ever eaten rice there. I don't think that's common. But I just get the lettuce wraps. That's all I do. I just yeah. do the lettuce wraps. Basic beef. I get in, get out. I get on with my life. You know what yeah. I mean? Well. Do, do me a favor. Get yourself some mango beef because that is... That's a thing. That's the daddy of all entrees at Chang's. You have to have the mango beef. Is that... Is Mike that, looks like he knows. He, he's, he knows. Is that you why they... do not know, Mike? <laughs> well, Mike's in no. Kansas, so As long as it's served with a side of titties, I'm good to go. Yeah, that's like, what I'm I was going to say. Titties and the titties no, wonder, no wonder the daddy dish comes with a side of titty rice. You know? Mango daddy, titty rice. Mongo daddy. So you're telling me if I walk into a P.F. Chang's tomorrow... And I say, Mongo Daddy, Titty Rice, and can I get a fake ginger yeah. ale on the side? I'm pregnant, by the way. <laughs> they're going to get, that? yes. get all of that? They're going to get all of that, right? Absolutely. Okay, yeah. right, that makes sense. Secret all menu right. shit. All right, now listen. Peoples, hear my cry. Hear my prayer, okay? We usually like to take a big fat-ass halftime, but here's the thing. Mike's chain-smoking cigarettes on the goddamn episode. If you could see this, he's got a goddamn dart in his hand right now. Not only that, but we've had a bunch of recording issues. We have a bunch of issues with the SD card. I've taken Steve's had a bunch pieces. of recording issues, so just to be clear. So we are going to power through halftime for the first time ever. A pause for the shake break. This episode of the Bartender Ramp Podcast is brought to you by CIC PowerBox, your all-in-one portable power solution for AC electric, compressed air, and heavy-duty jumpstart. Our patented technology provides silent and emission-free power that recharges while you drive. With customers ranging from farmers and contractors to highway departments and military bases, the CIC PowerBox name has been put to the test for over a decade in the hardest-working environments. Whether you're working remote or have limited access to a power source, CIC PowerBox will help you get the job done. Call us at 802-468-7697 or visit CICPowerBox.com to view our product line. CIC PowerBox. Wherever you go, go with power. All 
All right, we're back from halftime. And before we get back in. What a halftime it wasn't. What a halftime it wasn't. (laughs) Tay, before we get back into halftime, I have two important things I want to ask you. Number one, ranch or blue cheese? Ranch. We just had this discussion. Remember, you were like, Mike's got to take a shot of ranch. And I was like, I volunteer because I am the type of person that will take a shot of ranch. In front of my friends, in front of all the patrons in a place. I have a vi- I have video proof of this. It was an aioli, to be fair, but I love ranch with every, every so five Wait, ranch did you, 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 you commented on Instagram? Is that yes, what you're talking yes, about? That's about you? This. Okay. okay. Pieces so are coming together mind. now. <laughs> yeah. What's your problem she was, with you're talking about... Like, I don't have a problem with blue cheese. Like, I still like blue cheese. Okay. But just ranch over blue cheese in all regards. Fair enough. Fries. With chicken tenders, with wings, it's so much better. But you, but you enjoy blue cheese. Yeah, but I like rarely eat it. I mean, I love blue cheese stuffed olives. I like. But you don't have a blue, blue cheese crumbles. This like, is what I'm trying to hone in so on. You don't have a ven- you don't have a vendetta against blue cheese. No. Okay. But I am like literally my Instagram name at one time was Ranch Blessings with a Z at the end. You're fine. That You're is- accepted. We are happy to have you on the pod. The problem mm-hmm. that we have is we don't like the ranch onlys. We're trying to weed them out. We don't like their exclusivity and the fact that we can't live our lives as blue cheese lovers. Yeah. Okay. I don't enjoy Coexist. that. Coexist. It, correct. I agree. I agree. I feel like the whole, uh, whatever that sticker that says coexist yes. should say oh, no, the hippie ranch and blue cheese at the top of the bottom. <laughs> With parentheses on the bottom, ranch and blue cheese people must live in peace. Yes, live together. <laughs> but, uh, all right, second question. And, and this is more existential than ranch and blue cheese. I can't even believe I would admit that because that's the most extent, existential question I have in my arsenal. One of the things I was excited about to profile as we've had you on the show is some of your affinity for art and culture and um, your real talent as a poet. Mm-hmm. And I know we're going to share some of that later in the episode, but um, Taylor is very, very gifted for the spoken word. And uh, before we get into the back half of the gauntlet, I think that's one of the cool things about this business is you see people really um, having a knack for communicating connecting with people and she certainly has that and so tell the people just very briefly a little bit about um some of what you're doing with poetry and maybe how some of the service industries inspired you okay that way. so i published my first and only at this point um poetry book in april 2021 i self-published and it has been such a dream come true. I really never thought I could do something like this. Um, but yeah, I used to be a creative writing major and I, I have loved writing poetry, a little bit of prose here and there for, um, quite a while, probably since I was like 16, 17. And, um, so yeah, my book is called A Flame. It is available, um, on Amazon, uh, but I prefer to, directly sell it to my fans. No, I, just, right. I hate saying my fans. So um, do we. <laughs> yeah, that way I profit more. I love it. Fuck Be- you. <laughs> <laughs> um, Bezos doesn't need more money, so don't buy my book on Amazon. Just hit me up in the DMs, babes. Straight, but yeah, right? um, hey, do, so do, 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 do the uh, listeners get a special discount if they uh, have Ooh, a BRP connection? Hello. Michael, I'm, th- I'm glad you asked. We're going to talk about that later. We'll get back to that in just a minute. But guys... I, I just want you to know 
that when we seek out our guests, we don't just think about who has poured a beer. We think about who might be able to bring you a little bit of Genesis Qua, mm. a little bit of that X factor on the show. And so I think that that is a, a fun little anecdote about Taylor that you should know before we get into the second half of the gauntlet and we put her through the ringer. I actually wrote a haiku about serving. A haiku? It's a really quick one, obviously. Five, is seven, this five. the same? Hold it's on. It's not the same one, but... This is yeah, read it right now. I don't want to throw you off. It's is this really separate from the, from the special? Yeah, it's separate. Special. You just said that, Steve. I mean, separate. This is separate from yeah. the special verse we're going to leave yes. with. Well, then give them the haiku right okay. now. So, if I can remember, I'm literally scrolling my manuscript right now, but it's only three lines. Okay, so... Hold that tray steady. Don't be too this or too that. Now clean up the mess. Bam! That's, that literally summarizes serving so well. And it's 575. So if that's not art, then I don't know what is. And if that is not apropos for the second half of the gauntlet, I don't know what is. Mike, tear up for number six on that note. Yeah, after that beautiful little piece of poetry, we're getting into ratchet and crazy customers. Of course, so, right? In that we want to hear. We want to hear the horror stories. We want to hear <laughs> about the people that you wish you could forget, even though you probably can't. But we've also expanded this ca- category to memorable customers as well. So, if there's somebody that really stands out uh, that you maybe had a good interaction with that uh, lives in your memory, be sure to shout them out here as well. Absolutely. So there have been a a ton of ratchet crazy people um but i feel like the one that takes the cake is this lady who yelled at me at lito's she basically said out loud in front of other customers and my manager um that i threw her change at her like because you know when you you know when you're like or you're getting change at a gas station per se and they like they drop the change in your hand like no one like touches mm-hmm. your hand to drop the change they like yeah, drop it weird. in your hand yeah like you're trying you're not trying to touch strangers hands these days mm-hmm. yeah um so, you're not trying to so slap I dropped some it in her or hand just at any she, time in history yeah it's not a folk video you know what i mean yeah like she <laughs> caught the change it was all it was all accounted for and she straight up flipped her lid and was saying that i threw her change at her when I was a wee fifteen-year-old, and I, and this lady made me cry. What did you want? Did she want you to pet her head or something? Like what? you want me to like hold your hand with one of my hands, like support your hand and graze your, well, the palm of your hand? Maybe it was yeah, that's probably what she age. wanted. Like she thought you were a hottie. So how old is this lady? Uh, probably like forty. If you had to name mm. her, she was what was her name? I'm not going to say that. I'm no, no, no. I, mean, up. I really don't know. It was, I mean, it was so long ago, but like, yeah. Visualize she was, she and attack. She came in there Visualize and attack. Fight. Yeah. She protect and attack. <laughs> Evelyn? No. Do you remember, do you remember, Tracy. do you remember the claims? Maybe did, it was Tracy. Did, it could have been Tracy. Tracy. Yeah. For sure. Simple, I mean, she blunt. she just, she was out yeah. for blood. She, she wanted this little 15 year old to suffer okay um and that i did what do you think that is do you think it was part of her childhood that made her so um (laughs) possibly maybe her maybe her parents bad marriage probably (laughs) (laughs) Um, in her youth she might have been a stripper and it was during the change era and she had a lot of they made it they made it hail on her and it triggered right her back to a bad time you know, we always like to talk about this category as memorable customers as well. And yeah. I have to imagine, just based on some of your 
uh, surface experience. And I know we talk, uh, talked a lot about Chang's and we talked a little about Lido's, but you know there are a few restaurants that we're leaving out. And one of them in particular, and I think I can name it if it's yeah, okay with you, is, is Gunther. And uh, Gunther and Company being one of the higher-end restaurants in Baltimore, an incredible um, culinary experience, I have to imagine... There were more than a few memorable customers there. People that made a positive impact. Like, this category is not just for those ratchet and crazies, but somebody that really left an impression. For sure. Yeah, so um, I served John Waters at Gunther. He's delightful. Whoa. He was with, like, friends. Baltimore royalty. Oh, yeah. A friend and a family member, probably, but they were were so funny and clever the whole night. Um, I've served Carla Hall. She was one. She's like a chef. She's yeah, been on the Food Network a couple sure. times, so that was cool. Um, so those are both at Gunther. Um, I would Sean, say, what was Sean Waters really like? Like, was he was he as loose as he feels? Very animated and really? just like charismatic. Really, sure. he oh, was yeah. on. He was on. He was just like so magical. I always wonder, but what... not too like you know like sweet and cozy. Like he kept it interesting. Like he wasn't just like you know the sweetest sweetest pie. He, I'm not saying he was mean, but he was just he's just such an interesting guy. I always wonder with people like that if that uh, the shtick is um, a thing, if it's part of their personality, if it's mm-hmm. uh, a light switch they turn on and off. And he's always fascinated me. You know, he, oh, yeah. you know, obviously hairspray and just he, he was like one of those first people that is like Baltimore True Blue that made his mark on the weird scene, yes. the counterculture scene, which is so cool. But um, you you see people like that, and you're like, is that personality that I see celebrity wise what they're like in real life you almost don't want them to overdo it yeah like we've talked about Nicolas Cage on the show and some of those stories and he was so fitting to who we wanted him to be right he did overdo it though yeah he didn't overdo it for Nicolas Cage but for like an average person for sure for sure and I love to hear that maybe Waters is the same way because he's a Baltimore legend for sure yeah and then um, these others are were not from Gunther, but I serve Cal Ripken pretty often now, and he's ah. a big old teddy bear. I love him. He okay. is the best. He's um, a big man. Oh yeah, he's he's the kid can he's, eat. He's very dude. he's very polite, kid I, and can I enjoy eat. having him and his wife um, every so often. But uh, I served Robin Wright once. Whoa! Like, you know, House of Cards is like major was filmed fan. in Baltimore a lot. Major, major. So fan. I served Robin Wright once. She was by herself. She was practicing her lines. This was at Rooster. Oh my God, was I mesmerized? Like, I mean, obviously the from, from the er, from the early ages, like I was watching Forrest Gump, Princess Bride. To be in the presence of, of Jenny Robin from Wright, Forrest Gen Gump. A, the Gen A, like I was, I was like shaking. Mike is looking up Robin Wright because he doesn't know who Robin Wright is. Right, <laughs> you're now. completely correct. You're well, absolutely you're embarrassing right. yourself. You're embarrassing in this yourself. World. Like Jen Aniston level beauty. Also, quintessential. Like, def- you know, I'm glad you brought up Jennifer Aniston. Uh-huh. Defined a haircut. Okay, Robin oh. Wright in House of Cards so Rachel. was yeah. Well, Jennifer Aniston, Rachel, right? Robin Wright in House of Cards was a haircut. Like, dude, that she was a baddie with a pixie. With I mean, she's always a baddie, but a baddie with a pixie pixie cut. cut. Mm -hmm. Oh my god, she was kind of a bitch in Forrest Gump. But go on. Um, Whoa, whoa! We don't slander Jenna like that, dude. Heroin's a hell of a drug, man. Come on, man. (laughs) I guess, dude. Her father beat her and like definitely did other terrible shit. So I can fly far, far away. Far, far away. (laughs) You can. What did she say on the bus? 
He can sit here. here. Yes, yes. He can sit here. Well, that wasn't her, but. Dude, how dare you besmirch the name of Jenna? I'm just saying, she kind of fucked Forrest over. You know, we don't have to get into that. Whoa, she fucked Forrest too. You know, like, yeah. Yeah, I know. And then she left the next day. Yeah, I remember. And then she was like, oh, hey, I'm dying. You got to take care of this kid. Yeah, she's a great lady. (laughs) For somebody somebody from the plains, you think you'd look out for your own, but apparently not. You fucking. Fuck you. Asshole. That that wasn't the plains. That was fucking Alabama, you dumb bitch. Rainbow Alabama. Greenbelt, oh, Alabama. Shit. Damn it. Um, I just, the most beautiful name. Legend, gorgeous. She definitely was like keeping to herself. She was scary she was as Claire. To, she was scary as Claire. Like, I loved her as Claire on House of Cards. She was just yeah. such a vibe. She was, she had, yeah. she was so intimidating. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite female characters. I think the most uh, recent one since has probably been, um, uh, God, I cannot. Why can I think? Not think of her name from Secession. Um, oh, help me! Help me! Help me! Help me! Help me! I'm gonna Google her name. Help me! Shiv, but not Shiv, Shiv Roy. But I cannot think of the actress's name. But she's just she's got such a bite. I wanted to say Chastain, but that's no. She's got such a bite. All right. So question number seven. Sarah Snook. Sarah Snook. Big shout out, girl. Celebrity crush of mm-hmm. the year. She got that ass. Though. Love that Sarah. In that Snook. white dress. At her Love wedding. that Sarah Snook. She's got those piercing eyes, man. She just looks so angry all yeah. the time, and I just fierce. I feel sexually afraid of her, and I hope. <laughs> I, I think Jesus most people Christ. can understand. Michael, continue. Question number seven. Fights, arrests, and fires. As Steve likes to say, this is where shit pops off. That's right. And like and what happens when shit pops off, Steve? Oh, people are in the fetal position. You learn what they're made of. You learn if they can hack it. Okay, so for this one, uh, this was a little tough, but fights, arrests, fires. Yeah, I mean, this is just a crazy s- story that's, like, a little hostile. There was this coop at Rooster that we worked with. Um, I'm not going to say her name, but she... What would, what would her name one, maybe be? Robin Wright. Let's call her Candy. Okay. Wait, wait. Okay, that's actually one of my coworkers, so I'm not going to use that name because I don't want to... No, Candy was the shit. Okay. Let's call her Robin. We're, we'll we'll, we'll call, call her Robin. Robin. Okay. So she was a coop. <laughs> full on. Everyone knew it. Um, one day when I wasn't there, I'm sad that I wasn't there for this. I swear to you, I was told, and, and there was a review written about this. She, in the middle of a brunch service, stopped and literally screamed, Heil Hitler. Whoa! With with the Nazi salute. Oh my God. I'm sorry. I know that's really intense, but she did that. And it's in a review online. And I wasn't there to (laughs) witness it. Obviously, she was fired. But, like, what the fuck? She did that in the middle of a busy dining room when people were eating chicken and waffles. (laughs) Wait, what was her name? Can can we get some more context to this? Kanye West? Do not get sued right now. <laughs> he's gonna come after can we, you. Can no, we get, we talk shit about that. Can we That's please? It. Can we please get a little bit more context of she, this? He's gonna I mean, come what? Watch out! Watch out! She's did, did she the come? Anniversary did this, of the anniversary of the Ray J video was literally oh, today. By the way, he was on cribs. It was literally Chris today. Did did this lady it was, come? It actually, was the Ray J video dropped today? Fifteen years ago. Thank you. Started the empire. Did, All right. Did uh, wait? No, she just said, "Let Michael talk." Shut up. Did yeah. this lady come into the uh, to her interview with the shaved head? No. Um, 
And okay, but I she was will... definitely blonde and blue eyed. No, 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 no. This is this is the kicker. She's a black lady. Whoa! What? That that makes it so much weirder, right? Like she. Wait. Like, this is why wait, wait, I wait. said she's a full on kook because everything she did was kooky. Like she was kooky cat lady. Too important. Which I love questions. cats, but she was a cat crazy. Cat <laughs> but I love I love cats, but <laughs> I love I love that. I'm sorry. Two very important follow up questions. Yep. Hit me. What year did this happen? Twenty sixteen. Okay. So, so Trump's definitely in office. Wait, 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 wait. Wait, was that? Well, no, yes, it's not, it's not, it's not yes. Important. So she beat Kanye to it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she did. Kanye was unoriginal. Imagine that. <laughs> Imagine he's gonna he's that. gonna roll in his grave when he hears the shit. Should like hunt down the review and send it to you guys. Wow. Yes, no, I, that was one of my questions because if you can give us that shit, that's some good content wow. right there. Wow, look at her being on the cutting edge yeah. of the race. I like, I like to find the receipts. I like to. Provide the receipts. <laughs> so, it's is that, there... that much more interesting when you're like, here's a fucking picture. I'm not just making yes. this shit up. For My God. Absolutely. So, so was there is anything there... more than a yelling, or was she like throwing up? Yeah, what happened? She, she straight up threw up the salute. No way. Hand. Like, did it. Up, yeah, but what, like, what prompted this? What prompted this? Was she serving a Jewish table or something? No. So, what I think. <laughs> Um, it's known for super crazy volume, like really popping brunch, amazing chicken and waffles and shrimp and grits, just chaotic dining room. I mean, screaming children. And for she sure. Probably was at her wits end, which like we we've all been there and been like crazy, like oh just fucking let me leave. But like to do that in a yeah. room full of people, like, you know, it probably you're really, happens. You're really a kook. What? You know, it probably happens. What? She ordered the what, homemade pop tarts. Okay, it never came. All right, she's looking at the tables around her. Like they got a homemade pop tart. They got a homemade pop tart. I didn't get a homemade pop tart. Hail Hitler! That's probably how. Wait, 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 no, but but the the lady worked there though, right? Yeah, it's a server. I'm sorry, I thought it was a server. Are we what? still on Are number six? No, no, no. I mean, we were on number seven. Fights, arrests, and fires. I'm trying to understand. So okay, so she was fired. I guess that's. I just oh, wanted, I wanted no, no, no. to tell this story. Pyro fires. Oh. It's okay. No, we're Sorry, rolling with this. Ahead. This, so this lady, this lady probably school. should have been arrested. I don't, yeah. I don't think I had like a pyro yeah. story. I mean, look. She no, started, no, it's fine. She started a social fire that particular yes. day. So it's I mean, a, yeah. Wait, I, mean, I, I still want to know, like, what, what the, it, is that the explanation that she was just stressed out and her immediate reaction was to Heil Hitler? What like, do we think her name was? She knows what her name was. I know what her name is. No, 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 no. I'm not asking you to tell us her <laughs> actual name. Can you describe... Can, all right, how about this? This is theater of the mind. Can you describe what she looked like? Okay, yeah, I can do that. I mean, she looked like she probably crochets a bunch of shit and has all these weird little... <laughs> My mother crochets a bunch of shit. What the hell? <laughs> um, she... Probably has all these crazy little knickknacks in her house. Knickknacks, patty um, wax, all kinds. Definitely of stuff. had some like colored frame frames like for her glasses. Ooh, like they were probably okay. pink. Like I said, several. How packs, tall are we talking? Curly hair. Short, tall. Just talk like talk like this. <laughs> like like definitely a coop. Like she comes in, she's like, "Hey guys, how is everyone?" And I'm just like, "Okay, it's just another day at the roost." 
I don't know why I, I want to call her Gwendolyn, but it just that feels just like call her. Name. Just, is that right? Am I in? Yeah, the, am like, I, am like, I in the lane? Like Himmler or something? Himmler, Jesus Christ, man! Or like what? She fucking howled Hitler. What do you want I, from me? I, I mean, don't get me wrong. It's it's fucked up, and I'm just saying I don't think we need to step to that level. But you, maybe you're right. What's that level? I don't know what you're even saying right now. That's a good point. That's a good point. <laughs> All of this is insane. All right, Gwendolyn. We're going to leave it at that is not somebody to emulate. Let me be very clear. I've got to admit, though, like these stories, like I don't want to be on the receiving end of any of these interactions. But if I was out eating anywhere and I saw this, it would make my day. Like just to see somebody break to the point where some some black lady is just hiling Hitler. Like I'm tipping like double because that's a a good day for me. Because I really think. She's not even showing. (laughs) Flat stomach! <laughs> Knowledge. <laughs> Receptors. <laughs> no, it, in all seriousness, there's two types of people. There are the type of people that want to eat dinner in peace, and there are the type of the people that want dinner in a show. Yes. And I Boyers. am in the second group and second category very definitively. All right? Yeah, absolutely. Let me, let me be clear about that. Um, I don't think there is a great segue, but we are on to question number eight, <laughs> the Ocho, the sexy Lexi. We have expanded this category from originally sex stories to now sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Yeah. Um, so I could go on and on about this one, but the story that stood out to me the most, um, I straight up warned my job, the, the owners, please don't hire this man that you're about to hire. He's a sexual harasser. I worked with him at a previous job. Yikes. He was, he was hired. They didn't give a fuck what I said. Um, and a couple years later, he's fucking a 20-year-old in the liquor cabinet. I mean, literally, I feel like at every job I've worked, maybe not the nicer places, people were fucking in the liquor cabinet. Sure. Always. Yeah. I mean, it, it is the place. Steamy. Liquor cabinet. What, what, how about this? Let's play this game. What are the top three spots? Because to me, it's, you're right, liquor cabinet or liquor storage. Yeah. Walking. Ooh. Walking. And then Challenging. I think, the, I think the third is either the office, mm-hmm. if you have that kind of access, or, or bathroom. Yeah. Now, occasionally, the fourth and fifth, if we're talking about our Mount Rushmore, is maybe the parking lot. Mm-hmm. But that's yeah. not in the restaurant. And then the a dumpster. dumpster. Yeah, you because know, you always find some privacy in the dumpster. A lot of people know that. But that's actually a great if, place. If, if somebody walks up on to, somebody fucking in the dumpster, I'm they're just walking saying, away. If you have anyway. to, have to. If you have to, have to. And you don't have standards like Michael. You know? So. Fuck you. In <laughs> the dumpster, done. you bitch. <laughs> so what happened? I mean, I mean, he was fired, which then I was like, I fucking told you. No. Um, Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. So he, because, so you said he was like, sexually uh you said he was yeah this is what happened um i heard i heard rumors that he was gonna get hired as our new gm to a new location i was like oh hell no because he had just sexually harassed my friend at our previous job previous job and he was fired from that job um, cool. So then I was like, you know, ooh, let me do my due diligence. And let and, them know. And they said, Taylor, we don't care what you think. 
Oh and, wow! And you could be very also, blunt. And you could also be sued. They said Straight up, told you that. They, they said, and you could be sued for whatever slander is libel. What, libel? No, but if it's not, if it's verbal. No, so libel. Yeah, but if it's true, then it's not. Libel yeah. is right. commercial. It's very hard to prove too. So I was like, <laughs> not, not I took, really. I took <laughs> media law, homeboy, MassCom, Towson University. Uh, libel is commercial. <laughs> slander is individual. Yeah. And so, I will tell you this. If it has truth to it, it ain't nothing. It ain't slander. Yeah, it ain't it, libel. If it has truth to it, if you got facts it to back true. it up. It had just happened. You know what's crazy? Hmm. I wish I was sitting here looking at you telling this story going, oh, what an individual case of yeah. of uh, negligence mm-hmm. when it comes to sexual harassment. But unfortunately, I spent 20 years in this business and I have seen restaurant group after restaurant group after restaurant group from the good to the bad to the ugly hire these people that you look at them and you're like, what Why? are you doing? You there is a track record a mile long with them coming in. How do I know this? I'm only a server. I'm only a bartender. You own the joint. You don't know this? You haven't heard? You haven't heard the word on the street? Yeah. When I was at Ocean Pride back in the day, there was a manager hired there that I knew top to bottom Mm -hmm. had been fired from three joints in a row because of sexual misconduct. And I, I, And I mean, it was everything from the things he was saying to... Touchiness. Touchiness to physical assault, all kinds of stuff. And the second I heard this guy's getting hired, I went right to management and said, what are you doing? This is not going to end well for you. And then they said, Steve, we don't care what you think. (laughs) We're trying to get someone to to take their life as a manager here, so shut up and just let us hire They said exactly that. Because at the end end of the day, most restaurant owners want a solution to their problem. They don't want, and the solution to the problem is somebody to run the place day in, day out. Yeah, but bringing somebody in that's going to bring more problems, especially sexual misconduct. They'll fire him to get somebody else. They'll fire him to get somebody else. So he got got fired for hooking up with a 20-year-old in the liquor cabinet. Yep. And he was married. I think he was engaged or married. Yikes, dude. Um, Did she get fired too? What'd you say? Um, Did she also get fired? Because at this point, I didn't work there, but I was straight up like, so vindicated. You know, I mean, I was like, I freaking told you so. And and this is this is rich. He was supposed to open a new location like in a couple days, and they had Thank to fire Christ, him. So I was like, happen. haha, you guys are fucked now. That would have been a whole culture of that shit. Oh yeah. And 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 you know what's sad? I bet the girl that got involved with him did get fired. And that's the other shitty thing about this business. It's all at will employment, but it is on the basis of. Person by person, um, track. Wait, are you saying are you saying it's shitty that she got fired? No, I don't know if she got fired, but I'm just going to make the assumption based on being in she's so many of dead. these situations that pre- she probably got. Did you say in. she's probably dead? No, I said she probably did. She's no, okay, dead. I'm sorry. Well, we got, so got a bad connection Jesus, here. Man. She's probably dead. I don't think he buried her <laughs> under the restaurant or something like that. I'm just saying. Here lies. Look. <laughs> guilty by association is never more common than in the restaurant business right like i just feel like she got locked in with his bad behavior i don't know it just frustrates me because yeah i mean she chose to go fuck a guy in the walk-in i mean these reputations are so I'm not justifying his bad like behavior but i'm saying that's it's all, not a bad all, thing if she got fired that's too that's my only point um all right let's keep it rolling we're starting to get a little 
uh, tailed off here. But question number nine, bar hazing pranks and games. This is Mike and I's favorite category. Yeah, we already How- touched on this with the rice titties. Rice titties. Rice titties. Perfect example. How do you pass the time? Yep. Okay. When this, shit is slow. Is probably my favorite. Okay, so I brought an artifact for y'all. I saved this baby. It is a, what do you, what would you call this? Receipt, receipt printer Hold paper. Hold receipt up. printer paper. I can um, see it. It's, you know, I'm you amazed it's not more faded. And this is when you need to like write down something quick at a restaurant. Yeah, so me and my BFF um, at Chang's wrote these. This is what we do to pass the time. Like I said, we worked, but, we, but the comedic value that we produced while we were working is far more important than the work that we actually did. The rice cities. <laughs> yeah, tell that to PF Change Corporate. You, also you had know, a really good rapport. Like I felt like you had a very much Mike and I kind of relationship. You're like, not. I don't shit. think you're. No, you don't know. Who, this is an Annapolis oh, Chang's home. Excuse girl. me. This is actually like one of my BFFs. I'll give her a shout out. Love you, Kayla. Love you, KK. KZ. Okay, so we decided one day to write funny corn titles so i'm Love gonna read this. these to you guys these are oh, top notch all right here go here it goes so these are titles oh, sorry these are titles to see how, corn videos you see how, like this is a real artifact like there's it really there's is beautiful stains, there's rips i'm gonna get it i'm gonna get it properly i'm gonna get and it properly. i saved it all these yeah. years i knew exactly where it was in my room it um, is so, so again again these are like porn funny video porn titles. titles okay can we have it can we frame it for our studio well, I think she's got to keep it, but I took a picture. She doesn't have to. She can do whatever she wants with it. I'm keeping it. I'm sorry. Okay, okay fine. So the first one is, <laughs> blonde barista gets frapped and fapped behind the counter. Nice. Frapped and fapped. Frapped I like that. and fapped. <laughs> yes. Okay. Nice. Number frapped two. Frapped <clears throat> Busty beekeeper takes five in her hive. <laughs> five what? <laughs> That's a good question. Five at a time? Knuckles. Hopefully not. (laughs) Okay, next one. Burnett gets saddled and straddled at rodeo. (laughs) Starting to to realize a real rhyme thing going on. There's a lot of alliteration going on. While we were writing these, our tables were like, where the fuck is she? Where's my ranch? Yeah. Wait, is that wait was that was that, was that, a, uh, was that the title of the next one? My Mongo no. Beef hasn't come. Mongo my Daddy, Mongo Daddy hasn't come. Mongo Daddy comes on rice titties. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thank you. Genius. Genius. Okay, we got two more. Put it on the list. Right, Put it on the list. Put it on the list. The next one. Rave slut gets choked with all kinds of candy. And so I might have to. My mom is gonna hate this episode. Okay, she's gonna hate this episode. So candy, for those of you who don't know, are those beads. You know, like when you see like real ravers, they have all those beads up and down their arms and their neck. That's called. It's like when you make these little friendship beaded bracelets. That's called candy. And then you switch them at like the raves. It's like plur, peace, love, unity, respect. That's candy. Okay. Mm -hmm. Sorry, just had to. Peace, love, unity. Some some people don't know. So the last one. This this one's likely my favorite. I'm excited about this. Oh wait wait. Can you really give this one with yes. like it's it's yes. it's em- emphatic <laughs> dripping tone? Whatever you're you're announcing you're announcing it at the AVN Awards yes. for an yes. award. And the winner for best 
video of the year. Video of the oh, year. Oh, hold on. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. And the winner for best porn video of the year goes to. Pet store slut gives her pussy a bath. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus but, Christ. What, what is wrong with us? Well, Actually, done. I love, I love you, Kayla. You know what? You you two should have been you two should have been uh, fucking marked for uh, sexual uh, misconduct with that one. Imagine if we got like written up for this and they like put this in the folder. This was strike three. Going on their permanent record. Strike one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. If you ask me, it's all of them. You need to write down the Mongo Daddy one. Yes, Mongo Daddy. Yeah, Mongo Daddy comes on rice titties. Mongo Daddy. Gropes rice, motorboats rice titties. That's what I think it really is. But um, no, I gotta say, if there was ever an artifact, what an artifact yes. to have. You should frame it, actually. Uh, yeah, you should frame it and give it to us. Is what you should do. Oh, I think you should. I think you should. I think you're making a huge mistake if you don't frame that. I really do. Um, this brings us to the final question of the evening when it comes to the gauntlet well done by the way Thank you. yeah and what a what a what a rocky time it's been too thank really you for has, bearing with us with all the recording issues the cocktails have been incredible with all of steve's recording issues we have <clears> not <throat> talked about it enough but the amarulo has this amarula amarula thank you has this beautiful <laughs> rich quality to it i have hearkened it to kind of like a beet or a plum Type of thing because I just don't have anything else. Because beets and plums are so you know universal. I it's mean, an earthy uh, sweetness, you know. it really is, and it's it's uh, wonderful with the coffee. Coffee in and of itself, earthy and and uh, contextual in that way, and so I think that Mommy. allows it to kind of blend together really nicely. But <laughs> number ten, the final question of the gauntlet: firing and quitting stories, or as we affectionately call this category, Michael, getting eighty six. No, getting. Why. 86. Getting 86. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I kind of fucked up because the quitting story or the firing story was the the handsy manager. Um, hey, to be fair, in our show notes, we even say this is not firing, it's yeah. literal fires. Have so, you ever quit something? I don't know if Steve didn't send it to you or what, but. Have I ever quit? Have you ever quit? Yeah. Where have you quit? I will tell you what's important though that I'm now that I'm looking at my notes, I just have to I have to tell you guys this. I know right. I've been like really dishing the Chang stuff, but another thing to pass the time, we would just make names for everything. Like hot and sour soup, no, hot and slutty soup. Egg drop <laughs> soup, egg drop that ass. You know those Jesus little dishes Christ. for the sauces? Ramekins? No. Ram it in your assicans. Like, oh my goodness. See, to, to I love this and let me idea if you didn't already have one. No, no, I love this because I think this is unifying because I think a lot of people think of guys as being like, you know, really, you know, torn up. Yeah, just being in in that world of making things sexual and dirty, but everybody fucking does it. And I appreciate that. I appreciate you uh, illuminating this subject for the listeners. Thank you, Mike. Um... (laughs) Thank you. Thank you, Taylor. I'm all about the culture. My mom's going to love this episode, too. Egg drop that ass. Egg drop that ass. Um, (laughs) But no, like now thinking about like firing and quitting, there was one situation that was really interesting um, where someone got written up for something they did to me. And it's kind of wild, but 
it's like an old you know how like there's like an old man server or like an old woman server always on all staffs always like Mm. when i say old i'm not he wasn't even that old that was mean he's like middle-aged but um i like bent down to like clean up something like a spill and um this man i guess he thought he was being funny but he like slightly pulled my head into his no. In the direction of his crotch. He didn't, I, my nope. face didn't touch it, but he thought he was being hilarious. And I stood, nope. up, stood up and I was like, don't you ever fucking do Whoa. that again. Whoa. And so yeah. I, did, I didn't think anything of this. I wasn't going to go to management. And I ended up telling my friends, my coworkers out at the bar, because we would do industry night every Monday sure. night. And they looked at me like, are you, that happened? Are you fucking kidding me? They're like, you need to, you need to tell them like now. To the you need police. to tell the owners and the managers yeah. right now. Like as soon as, as soon as you can, that's absolutely unacceptable. And now that I think about it, yeah, it absolutely was. And I, and I did, was but it, I wasn't planning he, on it. He was just like second nature, like boom. Yeah. He thought, but it wasn't like a, boom. He it, thought, was like, he, it was so like gentle, but still so unacceptable. He thought, he thought he was being, he thought, he thought he was being funny. Yeah. Well, and this is why, because like, yeah. I, can, I can sometimes be one of the boys. Like I can straight up look at a girl while we're serving and be like, yeah, she's fine as fuck. But that does not mean that you touching my head like that mm-hmm. and motioning yeah. in that way is acceptable. And Mm-mm. and it's crazy how I took this, you know, this happened to me and I didn't for one second think I really need to tell management because girls, uh, sorry to get like, you know, like an activist with this, but like girls are literally conditioned to shut up and not say anything and mm. not, you know, bring these things to the light. And the fact that my coworkers looked at me with their jaws on the floor and one of them I was literally like dating at the time. Um, he was just like he was like mad that I one didn't tell him until that moment, and two didn't think of bringing it to management. It's crazy because we've had other people on the show that talk about, you know, Michael and I have, I think, uncovered some personal things in other questions, specifically the hazing pranks and games. I'm I'm thinking of Alex mm-hmm. Velez right yeah. now. Yeah, me too. Right, I think of his personal experience where he's telling yeah. us, you have not earned the right to fuck with me. Mm-hmm. Right? You have not earned that right. Like, you have, and so many others have, um, sectioned me off in the restaurant business. And, and I think that is the really difficult thing as we talk about a subject matter like this. Like, I could see well, a context where you say you're one of the boys, and you could probably almost like we could tell the same story as something funny if it was like the right people in the right context. But clearly, this person, this context, the the entire situation is way off base. Yeah, we this is this is this is a lucky, you know this is a flagrant abuse. This is yeah. not cool. You know, and I and I understand, and it's unfortunate. You know what I mean? Um, I've never been a woman. Uh, so you know it's hard for me to speak especially to that. in the service business there yeah, is some there is some sort of it, uh, but I'm just saying some sort I, it, of thing where it's almost like the women in the service business need to have thicker skin and, and what I'm saying is that is like an assumption it's right like oh you're a lady in the service business oh you should put up with more almost. well frankly like, every if you're getting into the under, service industry you need to have thick that. skin yeah, in general I, I mean you definitely do, but I mean, dark, there's an assumption. But don't touch me, yeah. especially like that. Yeah, that's way off. Like, well, that yeah, that was like a... my age. Like, do not do that. No, 
Don't yeah, no, that's that. that. Even if I and I understand. It's so hot, no, like that's so disrespectful. Agreed. Other it's people could have co- seen it. And when I told, when I alerted manager, management, I mean, well, actually, the owner was alerted too. Like, her heart was broken. She was devastated. And you made a great, like, you made a great point just a second ago, right? Let's say I thought you were hot. Let's say we yeah. were even dating. dating. Yeah. Context. Context. Like, we are at work around other people. Like, this is not the time for that joke. And if it is, man, like, everybody has to be in on that context. The sheer audacity. Like and it, when he got written up, he said, I don't remember doing that, but I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I'm oh, sure he didn't remember okay, that. Yeah, right. Okay, because it was like, what, two weeks ago? And you don't remember me standing up and automatically screaming at you to never fuck. Oh, you made again. a scene. You made a scene. Mm-hmm. I did. Okay, maybe not a huge scene. No, no, no. I just I mean, was, but like you, yeah. you, you oh, were yeah. emphatic about how Absolutely. this is not okay. Absolutely. Okay, I. Good. Yeah. Good for you. And it, it's unfortunate that. Uh, any woman in any situation feels that, uh, and not even women, I- any person feels that they've been conditioned to not speak out against something that makes them feel uncomfortable. That's not a good situation. Everybody should be feel yeah. comfortable to go to the people in charge to let them know that you know something happened that they weren't uncomfortable about. That's really unfortunate. So this is it, been- it's also it makes it even creepier too, though that like he's a middle aged man. You know what I mean? It, it, I'm not saying it's it, it's still not excusable, but if it had been like some fucking 16 year old fucking busser, that's well, still completely more, that's yeah, still completely well, in a, and, and still you know, completely inappropriate. But you can kind of understand right. maybe where it's coming from more. But no. from like a middle aged man to do that, that's well, really really inappropriate and unexcusable. Yeah, <sighs> yeah exactly, exactly. And could you imagine if some middle aged man did that to his fucking daughter and how he would feel about that? Well, hot damn Uncle Sam. What a way to end the gauntlet. Very apropos. I really appreciate the perspective. And Michael, being the misogynist that he is, (laughs) hating women the way that he does. (laughs) I'm totally kidding. Uh, You guys don't understand, but the microphone's cut off, and we've had a wonderful debate here about mansplaining, about... All different types of cultural standards. And one day you might hear that on the bonus content. But today is not that day. Because today Ugh. is Taylor Bromante's episode. Ayo. So, what an unbelievable job cutting through the gauntlet. I had a ton of fun doing it with you. And I hope you had a ton of fun as well. Indeed, I have. Wonderful. Well, we like to finish up our show with what we call How's Our Driving. The This is where you get to take over the show. You get to give us your recommendations on restaurants, on bars, on drinks, on food, or anything else you want to share with us. And I really, really would love to hear a little bit more about your book, about your poetry, and some of uh, the other passions you're pursuing right now. But please, give people any recommendations you have, and then feel free to dig into your plugs. Absolutely. Um, Okay, so, wow, it's a pretty loaded section. No doubt. It's Um, yours. It's yours. Use it as you see fit. Um, so, first off, I just want to say that I freaking love the service industry. Uh, even though, like, now I have my 9 to 5, super cushy, I, like, my passion literally is serving. I love it so much. I love walking around at my job. I love the people that I work with and the camaraderie, and I love making connections with my tables. It is so much fun. I love food and wine, and, um, yeah. 
So that's why I still do it. And um, <laughs> oh, we're getting to that question. Yeah, no, I know that was there, but I just, it's coming. It's coming. Um, I love it so much, and I feel like I feel like you know how everyone talks about like oh well everyone needs to work the service industry a year in their life at least. Sure. Like I have been saying this for as long as I can remember, um, especially like right out of high school, you know, because you learn really hard work ethic and uh, empathy and how to deal with people, absolutely bonkers people. But um, yeah, I, I, I definitely think that's true. And um, I think people are just really out of touch sometimes when they come into restaurants um, because like, I, I don't want to go on a tangent, but well, we, we talk about how people should have their restaurant license, meaning yeah. the only way you're allowed to go out to eat <laughs> is if you've worked at a restaurant for at least 30 days. Yeah. And that's how you can earn your restaurant license, just like your driver's license. And then you're allowed to go out to eat. Yeah. So we kind of have that as a cliche on the show. I, I mean, you've extended that to a year that people should probably have in the service business. I do believe that there needs to be a greater perspective, and that's kind of what we're trying to give people is a bit of a roadmap, especially those non-industry people have never spent any time in the business. Yeah. Um, I, I do think you touched on something important. I think if you're young, I think if you're listening to this show and you're a parent or you're listening to this show and you may be 13, 14, 15, which, good God, take at what some Why of the, the things f- we're saying with a grant... Why the, the, if you're Thanks. 13 or 14 or 15, you should not be listening to this show. I agree. I agree. But Spotify you have is... Great taste if you are. Spotify, Please. Spotify, Spotify is <laughs> Thank public you, Taylor. and free. And I, I agree with you. They probably shouldn't be listening to this. But, but the fact of the matter is this. If you're 13, Jesus 14, 15, Christ. 16, do yourself a favor. You want to earn Unsubscribe. Work, work ethic in life. You want to get ahead in how to communicate with people and understand people, join the service industry. It's an unbelievable way to uh, learn how to play poker. Well, and Taylor, Taylor, you said that you world. got a job. You got a job at Lido's at fifteen, right? Yeah. Yes. See, now when I was when I was a teenager, I tried to get jobs and I couldn't get a job until I was sixteen years old. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's a Kansas thing, but I, I mean, you know. Legally, you can't get a job in most places unless you're like fucking 16 or something, right? No, it's 14 in Maryland. Yeah. But the but the point is... All right, 14-year-old listeners, you know, turn the volume up right now. The, the point is that the service industry galvanizes you. I think that's what we're trying yeah, to say. Yeah, it molds you. And yeah. um, like at that age where you're impressionable, I feel like you should... You should be given that opportunity to like yeah. understand that, and it's not just you know the service industry. It's hospitality. It's yeah, hospitality mm-hmm. service, in hospitality. general. Like you interaction hotel, with people. I'm sure you're dealing with some of the dealing same dynamics. People, yes, mm-hmm. and you're you're like making really good connections through teamwork. This sounds so corny that I'm it saying does, this, but, but I mean like it's just there's so many pe- different people from all walks of life. Like the the dish person, the sous chef, the line cook, the server. Some servers. They've got like three kids they're trying to support. Some servers, they're 22 and just this is their college job. Do you, do you know what I think is interesting about this? So many jobs are predicated on knowledge and skill, right? Do you know accounting? Then you can be an accountant. Do you know law? Then you can be a lawyer. Do you know medicine? You can be a doctor. But the ancillary things of all these professions is how do you interact with people? How do you deal with people? How do you master the skill? 
of managing people and interacting with these different personalities. And the wonderful thing about the service industry is it will expose you to every age range, every gender, every race, every uh, um, like level of somebody with a short temper, uh, with patience, you know, somebody who's high men, somebody who's low men. All different types of temperaments. Right. It is applicable in every profession because it is the uh, it's the trenches of dealing with people. And so I think it's something that when you're young, even if you don't make it a career profession, even if you don't find a passion for it, it's something you should try because it, again, will galvanize you as a human being. I also think those fucking finance... Those finance bros you talked about should take like a fucking you know you know month leave. They make more money. They, they would. go fuck. They would sell more. They oh. make more. They well, that depends more. on where they're working, but still, they should take like a month leave and go work in the service industry. Maybe little they wouldn't did, bitch it. Yeah. Little did Jordan Belfort know that night that this wine knowledge that I was so kind to give him so could really impress the girl that he's cheating on his wife with. <laughs> Oh wow! So, wow, really, so really welcome, paint this guy Jordan. into a corner here. You're welcome. Yeah, did I profile him? Yes. Yes. He I sounds. Did. You know what? But he sounds like what, a fucking dick. This is no. Look at my face. This is the. This is the I'm face looking at your making. face. That's this good. Is the, That's goes, so good. Yeah. Like he probably still didn't believe me when he left that restaurant. <laughs> Do me a favor, okay? Let's switch gears entirely. Okay. Tell the people a little about a flame. Okay. So my book, A Flame, um, one, one phrase to summarize it, sad girl shit. <laughs> uh, I used to kind of like, you know, not own up to that up front, but I'm going to own it, okay? It's funny, and honestly, the content is, I feel like, favored. I mean, people read Rupi Kaur, they, you know, they read, sad, sad stuff is like, so, one of the best content makers, and I know that's not yeah. Like, every really everyone can relate to sad things. Yes, you know, like, every single person can relate to that. Can I, I say, I understand. as somebody who bought the book, as somebody who owns the book, I'm going to say two things about it. Number one, it's richly it's emotional. <laughs> Jesus Christ! And what I what I mean by that is it's thick. You know, it's um. It it yeah with two C's for sure. <laughs> Taylor Taylor is calling it sad girl shit, but um, she's being very modest, and that's her personality. I um, I found it richly emotional. I found a, a particular depth, and it's a it's a really nice cultivated piece where um, work to work, you really start to see kind of a greater uh, perspective um, with that emotion. It is it, it is certainly um, a deeper emotion rather than just being joyful. And that's, uh, I think, very relatable to people who are, are dealing with um, um, a, a tougher mental state. And I think that you need that kind of thoughtfulness when you're in, in that particular mental state. And we talk about, you know, at the beginning of the show, um, you know, connecting with Mike or I and Mike and I not being professionals at mental health. But we know how much when you feel like there's a weight on you, you just need somebody to kind of connect with. And I felt that a lot of the work that you did in that was deeply rich and emotional in that way, where it yeah. kind of unpacked some of that. And then the second thing I will say about it is it is perfect for a day like today. It is mm -hmm. perfect for that so gray, cold, coffee. intimate, rainy day um, where you maybe feel a little bit more introspective. Uh, you're Maybe you're inside, you know, um, 
you have that those kind of like the what do they call it the um uh, the grout fit on the gray oh, I love a good the grout. sweats and the and the hoodie and you just you need a moment to think about yourself and your personal and and what's important to you and what's been going on in your life and I've I've enjoyed that it is a if you walk down into our Elwood Mansion living room right now it is on the coffee table and that's how it should be ladies and gents thank you first of all because I haven't like you know this is not my main focus I will say this is like my biggest accomplishment my number one passion um but that's how I want it to spread I want it to spread by word of mouth I want someone like your friend to come over and see it on your coffee table Mm. and be like hmm what's this read one read two of them funny story my friend self-published this book and I actually did bring up my, like, little about the author. I'm not going to read the whole thing. But, like, just to give you guys an idea, it's not just sad girl shit. It's, it concentrates on love, loss, family, friends, idols, feminism, depression, healing, self-care, and more. She enkindles a nostalgic and honest energy often addressing her past experiences and loved ones directly. Was that your friend's, was that your friend's, um, no, that what do you call it? You know, they're, 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 uh, what do you fucking call it? You know, the like, review, like review. Yes. Or... Review. No. Yeah. No, that's my, about the author that I wrote. Yeah. Oh, um, I like that. I like that a lot. just told and, you that. And you know what? It's, hold it's on. I'm hold sorry. On. Fuck hold off. Jesus Christ. Do you pay attention or do you just, oh gosh, do you just okay, wait to hear I was enraptured speak. by the idea of poetry. <laughs> <laughs> no, in all seriousness, I, I felt a very personal quality about it. Thank you. Um, I will say like. I, as this is my first book, yeah, it definitely has a pretty intense theme, like love and loss and self-growth, um, but for my next book, I really want to start exploring new concepts and maybe writing from different perspectives. I don't know if you guys knew this, I hate, I hate to, I hate to talk about this, but like Taylor Swift, so she wrote a lot about her, her own life and her own like experiences and love, and then as of more recently, like, uh, her last, I guess, three albums, she, like, started from writing about, like, other people's stories, and I kind of want to do that. Like, I want to, I want to write about, like, what you find like, fascinating, adversity, and, like, maybe not politics, but, like, humanity. I don't want to just write about myself, so this is, Steven, like, Steve and I would be a perfect subject. <laughs> Steve and I would be a perfect yeah, actually, subject for you, I, for you to write so, about it. So I've known Mike for almost 15 years now, and I uh, I still don't feel like I've unpacked him properly. And I actually <laughs> am not making a joke right now. I think Mike is somebody that has a real dynamic quality to him. He uh, mental problems, yeah. He has this uh, he has this real like longing <laughs> sense of depression about him, where you really want to try to. Un- I'm not really trying to be funny at all right now. Where you really try it to would be better if him. you were, and he is so deflective in the way that he uses that depression to be sarcastically funny. And I, I wish I've always Torture wished soul. I could I could really get be get get beyond that. But um, all no, that I, think, I ask is a part of the royalties. That's all I want. I think I think you touched on something really <laughs> uh, interesting that compares to our show. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you this. One of the reasons Mike and I have not just enjoyed doing this, but have found great worth out of it personally and have continued to do it is the admira- the admiration we have for others. Yeah. And what I mean by that is like when Mike and I meet a bartender that we find interesting, when we meet a service industry employee that we find interesting, we immediately, and it, it really is immediate, 
he and I are washed over by this sense of admiration for that person's experience in the business yeah. that we've shared together, right? So it's, it's like immediate connection, and it's also like, please tell us about yourself. Like, we are at the altar of like, we want to know more about you. And so in when you're talking about exploring these new subject matters, and you're exploring maybe... Um, you know, this first book was deeply personal to you yes. and deeply emotional and on some of the different contexts you unpacked. And now it feels like you almost like excreted that. You got, not not that you got it out of your system, but like you exposed that. Yes. And now it's like, I want to explore maybe a different perspective. Different and angles. I, correct. And I think that's why we have been so passionate in doing this is because we personally have looked at our experience in this business and we've thought, man, you know what? It's been a fucking roller coaster. I wonder if it's been that way for other people. And that's really where the conversation started when we first sat down and thought that this show might be a good idea. And so there's this weird admiration for, I want to know if A, that person connects with me because it validates me. And second, can I tease out how that person's experience could connect with others? And I think that that is a, is a really cool thing that we've hopefully tried to accomplish on the show. But I think in, in your next work, you may be able to accomplish as well. And you'll be doing it in a very different medium than us. In a very, yes. um, uh, very artistic medium where we're, we're blunt <laughs> and oftentimes overly developed um, and I, I, I like that you give it a, a little bit, uh, a little bit more delicacy. Mm, yes. So, and that's what I love about poetry and I love about your work is that you. Yeah. Also, Steve, please never compare us to any form of art ever again. <laughs> no, but I mean, it's, it's, it's wonderful that she can take these experiences that somebody else is just sharing. Absolutely. And maybe refine them down. That's, I love, I, no, I love poetry. Mike's right. Uh, Mike's right. Also, we should not categorize this as art. Yeah, please don't. This um, is also, spaghetti uh, who on the are wall, but, uh, so for people? So for people who are interested, uh, are there any other poets that uh, you draw inspiration from, or that you idolize? Oh yeah, absolutely. So um, a poet that I've connected with, and I have one of his books, Marcus Amaker. Sorry if I pronounced that wrong, um, but he's from South Carolina, and he's a poet laureate. So. Um, Definitely check him out. And I actually have connected with this girl from Australia who self-published her poetry book. We connected over our love for Banks, who is my favorite music artist. And um, her book is called Ode to a Goddess. Okay. Love. Um, and she and was an inspiration for you in publishing your own work? No. I think we published her around the same time. Okay. But... Um, I, you know, like I'm mostly short form, but some of my poems are a little bit lengthy, lengthier. It's, uh, you know, it's all freestyle besides the haikus. Why? Well, <laughs> there are a couple that thing. rhyme, but like that's, very few and far between. That's the other <laughs> thing that's very rich about your work. I think that there is a distinct, uh, um, uh, uh, item to item. Um, you will see in a lot of poetry, a very consistent, um, structure. Mm-hmm. And I think that you do break the mold, um, yeah, it, you, it depends on the it depends on the poet you're reading for sure. Well, sure, but I think that a lot of a lot of poets have a particular structure and they write in that theme. I think Edgar Allan Poe is a great example of that. As we're sitting here in Baltimore talking about this, his poems really lend to each other in the way that they're structured and the verse and the rhythm patterns and the prose. 
Whereas I think you distinctly, and I might be wrong, but it almost is like you want to touch different rhythms. I saw. I do. I'm trying to majorly different length and yeah. form with some of these. And I feel like a lot of my poems are like very much storytelling. Yeah. Um, and At least I just how, really, how I you just tell. really want to like be yeah. more versatile. And I mean, I'm sure that's how all artists feel. Like yeah. they want to try new things. They want to challenge themselves. And I just want to challenge my, Mike. What? I just want to challenge Mike. <laughs> Fuck you. Right there. And Mike wants to challenge the term mansplaining. <laughs> oh, come on. We were we were going so well for such a no, good time here. <laughs> Before we get sucked into... No. Wait, wait, wait. Taylor, let me Keep explain going. something oh, to you right now, okay? Let me you. explain I'm something to you about you. poetry. I'm going to mute you. Keep going. Please go. <laughs> um, but uh, I do want to say that 2022 was the first year that I spoke my poetry out loud. Mm. Um, if you guys have ever heard of Good Neighbor, it's an amazing coffee shop slash home goods store in Hamden. It's very close to my home and very close to my heart. Um, so they hold a number of different events. Um, I know there's like some yoga events. There's some cooking kind of workshops, um, open mics. So when I first saw this open mic, I was like, this is destiny. Like this is my time to finally like push myself and get up there and speak my poetry. Like I never really thought about it like, oh, that's the goal. Mm. But I was like, that is a good thing to um, to like add to your portfolio. And I, I don't even like, you know, performing by myself on stage, but I was like, I need to do this. Did it? I need to at least prove to myself that I can. And man, am I glad that I did because this event. I bet it so, lit a fire in oh you. Oh my God. And like, right? you know, I didn't obviously, I, I got to see a lot of people speak before I went on. Oh my God, tears. So passionate. There's so, and, and so I learned this um, upon going to these open mics um, in 2022. Baltimore is like a poetry and slam poetry capital. Like Hot there dog. are so many talented poets um, in Baltimore. And so seeing these people. It really does like a lot of jazz towns have yeah. actually a very rich poet poetry oh, yeah. root. It's insane. So seeing them, seeing the passion, um, and just the stage presence, like it was so moving. Um, and so, I mean, yeah, once now, then it was like my turn to go up and I was like, fuck yeah. I feel like, yeah, there was like a fire lit within my heart. And, um, I mean, yeah, I was nervous, but every time it got easier and you're just amongst yeah. so many great people who appreciate art, they appreciate local talent and they're you know wanting to talk to you afterwards it's just a it's a whole vibe you got you got to come to one well you know mike and i as we've done this more have really um we've determined to do a live recording and i gotta say if we can organize one in baltimore we would love for you to join us mm -hmm. and share some of That's your awesome. work at our show i mean i think it's something that our our audience would really enjoy yeah. so and at these open mics there is a little bar with some cocktails and it's some great. beer there's yeah. like art vendors it's just it's it's a whole vibe lends itself to the medium for sure yeah. well i i'm so glad we got to share that and please guys if you have a chance we're going to share a lot of taylor's information on this show post if you're interested in a flame or or you know you want to just learn more about her and her work please follow her reach out 
Again, don't buy from Bezos. Buy from her directly. Yeah. Until it's for Bezos. Hit me if up. you have to get from Bezos, get from <laughs> Bezos. I will send you a signed copy. It's better than there it is. from Amazon. There it is. There it is with a BRP sticker note. or two, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but we always have these last couple questions, Taylor. We call this our wrap-up. It's our closing questions. Mike, why don't you tee her up for the first of the last questions before we get her out of here? Which one is it? It's why do you do this? AKA, AKA <laughs> why do you fucking hate yourself? Um, it's fun. Above all, it, it is so much fun. I love food. I love wine, cocktails, whatever you want to call it. Bevs, bevies. And um, there's just really, really fatties and bevies. Fat. We're not foodies anymore. We're fatties. <laughs> Out 2022, foodies in 2023, fatties. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um no like i have never made connections like i have in restaurants with my and it's so instant um it it's is like ramen it has <laughs> yeah jesus christ um, but, but also like God the money it. It, it's rewarding i mean i don't know like once i got my desk desk job like obviously yeah it's, it's got a lot of benefits but like walking around and moving around and like even just like the controlled chaos of a restaurant on a busy night oh my god it's something so beautiful i can't explain it but you guys know what i'm talking about yes, I do. it's magic it's like everyone's losing their mind but somehow some way you're like we're fucking killing it <laughs> we're I took, rolling in it I took and so- it's almost over we're gonna have a nice drink and a nice sit with our aching feet at the end of this. I took surf lessons one time and I was one wave. One fucking wave. <laughs> and that's how it feels, but for like seven straight hours. It's like, whoa! Yeah. What is happening? Yeah. Especially when you come in and it's already busy and you're just like, you have to like fit oh your way into the shit. Yes. And I that's... will say like, if you if you like people watching, I'm sure there's a ton of people who <clears throat> just like, who don't even say it, but like <clears throat> everyone loves people watching, right? I mean, a restaurant, like, there's no better place. You're not only watching them, you're fucking talking to these crazy mm. kooks. Like Gwendolyn. Like, oh, <laughs> like, Mr. Liquid Gwendolyn. Like, you're talking to these people, and it just makes for great stories. Like, like we've seen here. They call it the stickiest and it's of good the money. Let's be real. The money is sweet when you find a good It is. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. I feel like the, the uh, restaurant uh, bar service industry offers... Uh, the opportunity to find that flow state to an extent flow where it's uh, a good way to put it, Michael. I'll give you that. I love that. You know, thanks Steve. I appreciate your uh, accolades <laughs> motherfucker, but hey, no, seriously, no, I, I understand. Like I said, I've been out of the, re- right. I've been out of the service industry for a while, but I know exactly what you're talking about. It, it is interesting to find that, that state where, like you said, it's complete chaos, but somehow you know exactly what you're doing and exactly where you're supposed to be. Hey, so, Mike. Yeah. Mike. Do me a favor. What, you want me to recite a poem? Choke on your microphone. <laughs> All right. Oh. Final question. <laughs> final question. What? All right. What cigarette is this? Number seven of the of the show? Jesus Keep counting, Christ. bitch. You smoke the whole bag? Christ almighty. All right. If you opened a restaurant, what would you call it or what would the theme be? Mm, okay. This was a really hard one. I don't think I have a name, but it would be something really unique, and this is why. I don't like when places have names that are just not memorable. Um, I I don't want to give any examples because I don't want to put anyone on the spot, but you know when, like, a place has, like, 
four names to the title, and it's like, and they're like ge- general names, and you're like, why would you name it that? So it's like, not memorable. Like, like Bob Johnson's charred rib at the grill, <laughs> like that kind of thing. Um, sure. I mean, like, okay, if if you have to have the word bar and kitchen, bar and, and grill and restaurant and, grill, and, cr- and or, pub and cafe and in tavern, it, like it just it loses um. It loses its authenticity. Potency. It loses pizzazz. Potency. It loses sexiness. <laughs> yeah. Okay, like I'm trying to think of a place I, that I really like I do that has a really memorable like. So place. I hate I. I'm gonna just say it. Just I hate it. Iron Rooster. I hate it. However, the name great. It sticks out. Iron Rooster. Awesome. Like we used to call it Blackcock. If it was. Yep. There it is. There, there she is, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I didn't even start that. First of all, sorry, but if, Mom, was, if you're listening. But, but if it was called... My friend started that who worked with us. He's but like, if it was you called... work at the Big Black Ock today. <laughs> yes. If it was called Iron Rooster Bar and Grill, it Ew. would not be as good Ew. of a name. Yeah. Right? Um, I, I don't know. I So, okay, let me just give you an example of something that I really do like. Okay. Name-wise, you're saying. Yeah. And um, this is a restaurant that I love in Baltimore, Alma Cocina Latina. I'm pretty sure it means, like, the sun kitchen. Beautiful. Perfect. Memorable. Right? Perfect. They're Venezuelan. Um, they have a beautiful restaurant. They do a Nails good job. It. Nails it. Yeah. I'm trying to think of another one, but chime in if you, like, okay, foraged. They, they, they forage for food. It's, like, you know, a lot of <laughs> mushrooms on the menu. It's memorable. It's called foraged. La it's Cuchara. Stores. La Cuchara, okay, that's a good one. Love mm-hmm. La Cuchara. Another one is, um, uh, you know, it, it's now closed. Thirteen point five wine oh, I bar. I love that place. Love that love name. That place. Love that close. name. Yeah. Top side, singular, singular name. Owl Bar was yeah. a great one. Um, Beatnik. One of the ones that Mike and I love. One Eyed Mike's. Mm-hmm. Right, like they're yeah, the yeah. shot in the dark. Yes, of course. There needs to be a singular quality about what you name. There needs to be sex appeal to it. Sex it appeal for stick. sure. But even if there's not going to be sex appeal, it can't be. Like for example, if there's no sex appeal, like let's say the place is called Lenny's, which just yeah. doesn't give me a lot of sex appeal. I'd rather be Lenny's. Period. Finished. Mm-hmm. End of name. Than Lenny's Bar and Grill. Yeah. Because Lenny's Bar and Grill, like losing quality when you Lenny's Bar and Grill, I'm I'm worried about whether the mozzarella sticks came with enough enough marinara. But if I'm going to just Lenny's, I'm worried if you properly cooked my filet mignon. You know, oh, you're getting it well done, babes. <laughs> right. And uh, they're gonna ask you if you want ketchup Trump style. Oh, Lord. they don't have filet mignon. You know what? It's our ways. anniversary. Get her a Pepsi. <laughs> get, her, um, get her a fake ginger ale. What a time! You get her a fake ginger ale. She might be pregnante. Um, <laughs> what a time it's been, Tay Tay. Thank you. Thank you. It has yeah, been. Thanks for dealing with pleasure. all the bullshit on this episode. Yeah, no, no doubt. Especially the seventeen different stops. I, need it. I hope the sound quality was okay for you people. Trust me, we're trying. I will get better. Mike will get better. Mike's a mess, but Fuck Mike you. will get better. This is all you, Steve. Yeah, I know it's really me. My SD card didn't work, but we love you. And before we let you go, we're gonna leave you with a very special exit to this episode. Usually, I say fuck off, but tonight we're gonna leave you from. This beautiful episode with a 
verse of poetry from our oh yeah laureate. Oh, thank you. I'm not a poet laureate, but well, our esteemed colleague. Yeah. <laughs> Take it away. Okay, guys. This is um, a. I wrote this. I wrote this poem about my love for working in restaurants, and this is actually a debut. This has not been really shared with anyone, I love nor this. Po- nor posted on my Instagram. I post a lot of my poetry Exclusive on my Instagram. Exclusive to the Bartender Podcast. So consider yourself blessed. Okay, here we go. To all the wonderful people I have met in restaurants, where I'd worn countless non-slip shoes down to paper-thin flaps and sent fizzy soft drinks over the edge of my impatience. For patrons who think I run the godforsaken place, (laughs) where where stand-up did not stand a chance against inside jokes born at the POS system and tattered hands dug through bus tubs to find one fucking dessert spoon. <laughs> Thanks for being my beloved co-stars amid the chaos. Oh my god! I'm so it. glad that went well. Like, I thought I was gonna stutter, but, okay, let me just ask you, is the dessert spoon not the most fucking relatable thing? Or, like, <laughs> maybe it's not the dessert spoon, but you know when, like, the whole restaurant is missing silverware, and you just need it for this one table, and you're like, Wait, is this still the where poem? Where are the dessert Taylor, spoons? I'm sorry, I thought we were gonna end it on the poem. Okay, I just Did you not understand what we were, the assignment? Shut up, Steve. No, it was beautiful. I just, I just need to know if you guys were late. <laughs> I gotta give her a hard time. Yes! Maybe it's a ramekin. Also, I don't why is the dessert spoon longer than the other spoons? No, they're shorter where I work. They're like these little little guys. Well, at some places. That's why they're harder to find. Yeah, they're That's like, right. where are all? Of them? <laughs> if you find them, let us know. <laughs> Love you guys. Peace out. Fuck off. <laughs>everyone thanks for listening along and thanks for drinking along we really hope you enjoyed the show and if you did we release new episodes whenever we can or whenever we want to a big shout out as always to our friends over at trauma parlor whose song fast one you heard throughout the episode and you're listening to it right now please go check them out on facebook spotify they truly are an incredible band and uh give them some love they rock your socks off they do do my socks are off right now that's correct both of our socks completely off in fact, we don't even we don't even podcast with socks on. We're socks. Hey, <laughs> we we at know the, better at this at point. The B, at the BRP, um, if you want to be one of our regulars, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat at BRP Drink Along. You can listen along on Google Pop, Apple Pod. What, what am I saying, Mike? You can listen along on any platform where you get your podcast. That's Literally true. any platform. We're available everywhere, people. So stop asking me where can you get the show. You can get the show anywhere that you get podcasts. Um, just look up The Bartender Rant Podcast. Please subscribe, rate, and review. This is the best way to help us grow the show and reach new listeners. The more ratings and reviews, the faster we climb up the charts. And plus, Michael and I desperately need the personal validation. Of course we do. And honestly, how many people listen this far into the episode? If you're listening right now, you're one of the special ones. We you're really one. love you. And you probably already have given us a five-star rating. But if you haven't, please just, it's like Steve said, just move your thumb a little bit and scroll a little bit and just give us five stars. It really does help us. Have you ever been stroked? This is how you stroke Mike and I. I want to see us hit 100 likes by episode 50. That's what I, at least on, at least on Spotify, on Spotify, we're at, we're at 41 likes on Spotify right now. That's pretty fucking good for a small podcast with a couple assholes who don't know what they're doing. So please, if you're listening, rate 
rate and review us. It really does mean a lot to us, and we love you guys. Absolutely. Oh, Mike, keep reading. Don't forget, if you are a Spotify user, you can check out our BRP playlist on on our Spotify Spotify profile. They're are you also going on for our a ins- record saying the word Spotify. Fuck you, right now? fuck you. They're also on our Instagram uh, link tree. We've got some really cool playlists on there for you. Honestly, this is just a segment about. I love music. I want to share music with you guys. We have a lot of cool playlists. We also have the industry night playlist. So if there's a guest that you really identified with, you really resonated with, the industry night playlist has the three songs from each bartender that they get to pick and add. So check that out, and you can hear the uh, different music choices that our different guests uh, picked. No doubt. And, Mike, uh, just really quick, I don't know if you've thought about this recently, but do you love kick-ass merch? You know, I, 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 I kind of like it. I'm not sure exactly how I feel about it, but I'm open. I'm open to, well, you're to new a fool. experiences. You're a fool because people <laughs> love kick-ass merch, especially kick-ass BRP show merch. You idiot. Um, listen, if anybody has not grabbed some of our wonderful swag, check out all of our amazing designs courtesy of Campo Design Co. at prodigydtg.com backslash bartender rant. Also and in our also in our Instagram link, our bio. It's in our bio. There it is. And if you just want to hang out with Mike and me, join us the first Monday of every month for our virtual industry night happy hour. Have some drinks, meet some fellow bar fr- flies, listen to our guest bartender playlist, as Mike just told you about, and tell Mike and I how much we suck at podcasting. Please uh, do. That's some of the best parts of the industry night happy hour. Make sure you follow us on social media for all the links. Yeah, and if event, yeah, and if you want to be one of our VIP listeners, please subscribe to the Bartender Rant podcast on Patreon. It's BRP Drink Along on Patreon. VIPs are always going to have a seat at the bar. You're going to get access to our bonus content, like the Boilermaker tapes, like the suggestion box, Ranch versus Blue Cheese, crank calls, special releases, and so much more. Steve, well. And Mike just said the suggestion box, which is the so much more that we're really getting into right now. Mike, give them the number. What is it again? 423-PODRANT. That's right. P-O-D-R-A-N-T starts with 423. 423-PODRANT. Get on there. Leave your voicemails. You just might get played on the show. And if you want to be one of our big tippers. A.K.A. one of our bozels. Feel free to leave a tip on PayPal under the Bartender Rant Podcast at gmail.com. If you do, we will list you as one of our executive producers and shout out your name, your drink of choice, or something else you'd like us to say right here. Yeah, so we've got some great fucking bozels. Leah, thank you so much. If you're listening right now, it was so incredible meeting you in Vegas. You're a wonderful lady, and we can't co- wait to come back and meet you again. Thank you for all of the support that you've given us. You're the us. bomb.com girl. Yeah, you're the bomb.com girl. Fucking Javier, you're a fucking baller too. One of my favorite episodes from Vegas, easily. I think Steve, it's my say favorite. something. It's my <laughs> we don't want, we don't want to pick favorites, Leah. Sorry, but like fucking Javier was he just the, the Nicholas Cage man. It was it was so much fun. He just. I just I just, I, I, the only thing that I feel like I missed from Vegas was a big old hug from Javier. I, I, I didn't, I didn't get it. I didn't get it. And I'm, I'm, I'm we'll upset. get it. I'm hunting it down. We're coming back. We're coming back for that hug. Ray, again, we don't know who you are. You haven't responded to my messages on, uh, uh Patreon. Penis stuff. If you're a man, if you're a woman, you have a beautiful vagina. Or if you're a woman that feels big, like big you have energy, a, pe- you know, you've got the most 
beautiful genitalia of any yeah. listener that gorgeous, we have. That's all I can channels. say. <laughs> gorgeous. And then, and then, as always, Chandler from the fucking herd card game. We've got our expansion pack out with her right now. She's incredible. Please check her out. She's just she posts great content all the time. Once again, thebomb.com. What can I say? Yes, please support her, support us. And and look, Mike and I do this because we love the industry and we want to bring you great content, but keep in mind this is not our day job. We're working hard it's to It's Steve's make it our day, day job, job now. We're working Steve hard quit to make his job. Day job. That's right. I quit my <laughs> job. I'm, trust me, people. I'm trying to bring you more and bring you better content every single week. Look, with your help, we can keep the stories coming and interview local bartenders from coast to coast. And as always, don't just listen along. Drink along. If you or someone you know is struggling with alcoholism or substance abuse, please contact SAMHSA's National Helpline at 1-800-662-HELP. That's 1-800-662-4357. Their national helpline is free, confidential, 24-7, and 365 days a year. Look, we love you guys. We really appreciate listening along. But more than anything, we want you to stick around. And you can't do that if you're not taking care of yourself. So if you do need some help, please reach out to their national helpline. If you're an international listener, please just get online and find a helpline or a help center near you. And as always, Steve and I are happy to talk to anyone. If you need just somebody to, to talk to or vent to, We're happy to be there for you. We can't offer you any professional help, but we really do appreciate you guys being a part of this podcast, and we want you to stick around, and Steve and I are happy to help in any way that we can to make sure that that happens. So thanks again, guys. We love you, and we'll see you on the next episode. I'm going to be like fake emphatic and bring us back in. Ready? What's different than what you usually do? Uh, Shut Jesus Christ. I fucking hate your guts. Three, two, one. Every time I see the podcast, like the, like the acronym, I want to say BPR. (laughs) Yeah. Cause is it, uh, is it because it's PBR? I'm like mixing it up with like BPR. Welcome back to BPR. (laughs) So, Mike, do you want the good news or the bad news? All of it. All right. So, the good news is that I accidentally cranked Taylor's mic so loud that it definitely picked me up because I heard the recording. That shouldn't affect anything. But the bad news is that my mic was not on at all for the first part of the recording. Oh, man, that sucks. It does, but we have backup <clears throat> microphones, and now my mic is on. It doesn't have... work like that, but go on. It's fine. Just make sure your microphone is on, and we'll just start the next recording. Yeah. Uh, I don't worry. It, I, I, it, mine picked up in hers. We're gonna mm-hmm. be, we're gonna be fine. But I may have fucked up a bit. Yeah, you definitely did. You fucked up from the beginning of this. Guys, if there was a time to fuck up. You remember how you didn't have anything ready to go for this recording? You you remember that? such a douche canoe. Let me tell you. Oh, I'm the douche canoe. You're You're unprofessional. You're unprofessional and unprepared. I don't want to hear about it, you piece of shit. shit. You're a piece of shit. (laughs) You're an absolute piece of shit. I hope this is the button. Uh, There is no button because you're not recording right now, so fuck you. Dude, I'm recording on both platforms. Fuck you. So my cock. <laughs> God damn it. Your mom. Yeah, your mom.
Hi, my name's exactly. Steve. You want to come over to my podcast where I don't know how to record my voice or anything? Just talk over Michael, please. Perfect. That's really good. Bad audio quality content. Yeah, do you know that's our slogan? What? Bad audio quality content. Bad audio. Bad, bad audio. No, don't love it. It's so important to have the audio, like, not sound um, intense in your ears, I feel like. Oh, yeah, and that's something that we I feel like that's, do what well. I, that, that's what I get when I listen to Call Her Daddy. Like, it, like, hurts my ears. But maybe it's just her voice. Oh, uh, no, just, You voice. turn it's the volume voice. down. And look. You just need to turn the volume down a little oh, bit. I want to right now on the record as somebody that um, respects, like, real, recognize, real. Like, those girls work their anuses off to make the money that they have and build the following they have also – um, I loved their show for a very long time, and now it is unbearable to listen to. It is unbearable. Well, one, because of the falling out. Yeah. The falling out ruined them, just like it ruined Mike and the Mad Dog. Um, but the other, the other huge aspect of this is like, do you want to, like, you, you know how the, the meme, like, tell me, tell me you don't listen to, tell me you don't know anything about podcasts without telling me you don't yes. know anything about podcasts. Yeah. If you bring up the Joe Rogan show, or you bring up uh, oh, Guys We Fucked, or you bring up Call Her Daddy, guess what? I have zero respect for you. You don't know anything about the medium. You don't truly listen to spoken word. Those are the most easy fucking things to fall backwards into, and it's the same show every time. Like, they have fallen into don't, such rubs. Don't talk shit on Joe Rogan. What are you talk, talk It's not the same show every time. You're full yeah, of shit. I haven't shit. come up it's... with a unique idea in three years. I mean, it's a fact. Fuck right? you. Yeah, like that's Trump what got... that $20 million fucking dog, dollar like, deal dog, said like, about him, right? Dog, Trump got out of office. He got the Pfizer vaccine, and the placebo effect took over his brain. I'm just saying. I'm just saying, that's the facts about Rogan. And look, I don't even dislike don't Rogan. Fuck, fuck you. I fuck just, you. Dude, you listen. fucking unsuccessful podcast bitch. Mike, let me tell you, I'd rather be unsuccessful and original and unique than stale. <laughs> stale as fuck. Fucking Actually, Joe Rogan is not what? stale. He, fuck I'd you. I'd like to get paid You're... to be stale. <laughs> like piece get... of shit. <laughs> All right, let's get back in. When did you become a leftist? I'm, I'm curious. Dog, I've been a leftist for a long time. <laughs> like, you know, like, this girl doesn't know. Are you kidding me? Come Ugh. on. I'm disgusted right now. This is absolutely my partner in crime politically. <laughs> I think if there's one thing that we have... You don't it's think been, so? It's been so long since we've talked I don't want to The last time I think we talked politics was in the Owl Bar with Fair Jill enough. and What's-His-Face. Well, listen, I'm not, a, was there that night. I'm not as crazy as Jill, but I do think that generally speaking, more than most, I am progressive. Mike, unfortunately, is a bleeding heart... <laughs> I'm just kidding. I was trying He's to a say, heart. I was going to say red bone through and through, but that's not true. That's not true. Mike is Mike is a very uh, independent thinker, which is one of the things I admire about that's him. That's important. Yes. Anyway, let's get off this. Let's get back into it. Let's clap her in. All right. Three, two. Oh fuck! I wish people. I wish. I wish. I wish people could see you smoking oh, your Marlboros over there. Three, two, one. Clap. Three, two, one, clap. Three, two, one, clap. Outstanding, Michael. I really did just burn a hole in my microphone. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Oh, and by the way, I'd never smoke in here, but I am tonight, so whatever. <laughs> he smoked in there on other episodes. <laughs> don't let it tell The christening. All right. All right, I'm going to bring this back in. Three, two, one. Ready? And three. 
two, one, three, three, two, two one. one. <laughs> okay, three, let's wait, start over. Two, no, 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 no. Start over. No, no, because no, you're off. Start. You're off beat. Ready? Three, two, one. Clap. Three, two, one. Clap. Three, two, one. Clap for equality. All right. <laughs> So Fucking you soy boy beta cuck, you oh, piece of right. shit, Steve. <laughs> Let's bring her back in. What do you say? All right, we've finished with the gauntlet, so I'm coming back in. All right, ready? <laughs>